Here it is. PKA episode 203. Kyle is shocked. <laughs> yeah, there was a, I think there was an explosion upstairs or something. I heard something loud fall. I was like, ah, what was that? All right. We'll so, ignore that for now. Let's get the show rolling. We were on a roll before the show started, and it was like, you know, everyone would like to see this perhaps. So so I just clicked start. Now, now we started. Say something I clever. Nothing. I got nothing left to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to kind of call it short. You know, yeah. got a lot in before the show. Has it been four right. hours? Yeah, it's close. <laughs> wow, <Wild> card. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Just end it here and upload another one like ten minutes later. So we got Boogie as our guest. What? Very highly requested and esteemed. Welcome yes. back, sir. I'm so grateful you guys give a shit that I'm here. I love you guys. I love your audience. And just just to do it. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of PKA? Boogie to 988 coming at you. Not actually live. That's a joke. I don't know why I keep saying that, but it's funny to me. So fuck you. <laughs> I'm really glad you're here, actually. I, I was I was bummed when you couldn't make it last time, but uh, I I genuinely enjoy your company. So you know what happened to me? I um it was you know it was the beginning of this month. It was, it was about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. At the beginning of when everything just started spiraling out of control when it came to like six games coming out every week, and then like people calling me like, hey, we want you to come to this function. We want you to go to this function. Help this charity. Help that charity. Everything else, and then. My brain just completely fried. I, like I still have an anxiety disorder, so and all this stuff is lumped on me. I'm, I'm getting through it, and I'm doing good, and I'm like getting all of it done. But like I just spacey, man. I'm like so flaky right now. So I'm, I'm it's a miracle I remembered tonight, honestly. Have you, uh, <laughs> have you been playing any Borderlands? I, I got it on the night that it launched. Uh-huh. And I streamed it for like three hours, and people kind of were lukewarm at the reception of it. So I'm like, all right, that's not a game I'll stream. Well, it starts off slow. Right. And so I'm like, I, 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 it's not a game I'll stream, it's a game I'll play on my own time. And then I just had no my own time. You know, and instead I focused on the other games. Because I'm trying to put like two hours into every game. Do you, and remember gets, what level, do you remember what level your character is? Not even enough to get his... No, no, I guess, I guess uh, six or seven. I'm playing Claptrap. It's okay. Oh God! Fuck you then. Yeah, I was about to invite you to come play with us. Yeah, no, fuck you. Fuck off. God. Fuck off. Yeah. Taking right up your ass. Suck you a dick, boogie. We already got one of those. His name is. Chitty. I bought that game was to play. I'm still racist against the claptrap. Yeah, like, I'm robotist. Why, dude? Claptrap's fun as long as you don't play him. No, he fucks oh. everyone in your party up. He, like, yeah. all right, now, you know, because claptrap decided to call in his special. I'm gonna run out of ammo and just fire constantly. I'm gonna nonstop oh, yeah, jump. Awesome. Yeah. So for not Borderlands players, you have a special ability. You press the F key, and your character does something special. In Brilliant. in robot characters' case, it's kind of a wild card thing for all of the players in the game. So you'll just start bouncing uncontrollably. Your gun will start shooting uncontrollably, or um, your gun will suddenly become really powerful but incredibly inaccurate. Stuff like that, which it's pretty well, great. It's pretty. Weird. I like the little techno robot that it throws out and makes little tunes as it shoots. It's oh, flame yeah. wings. That's the only good one. The bouncing around one fucking pisses me off. Guns oh, are good. There's no benefit. And everything like else is terrible. terrible. When you bounce around, you're invulnerable. How's that not a benefit? That's the best benefit in the game. I can't revive my friends. There's a thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, and, and I'm pretty sure you're not invulnerable. Goes down. Yeah, you're not totally. So, so you Wait, know. what character do you have in your party, uh, Kyle? What are you? So I'm the uh, the gunslinger, what the lawbringer maybe, the cowgirl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I'm that robotic her... dude. Oh, uh, me too. Wilhelm. 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 You got yeah. I hear Wilhelm is super fun. Do you guys he know? Is. I don't know. I guess none of you have created a claptrap, 
when uh, you create a, cl- a claptrap character, it will tell you. The game will say, "It seems you've made a mistake. You've accidentally <laughs> clicked the claptrap. Um, are you sure you want to do this?" And I'm like, "Yes." And it goes, "I'm not sure that you understand the problem. You are creating a claptrap character. You should never do this. You do not want to play as claptrap. No one will like you." And I'm like, "Okay, do it." And it's like, "All right, this is the last time I'm going to warn you." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, of course I want to freaking play Claptrap. Are you kidding me? I want to be the most miserable son of a bitch in all of Borderlands. Well, I mean, his little comments are the best by far, though. And well, I, I have a like level 10 Claptrap, but honestly, it's fucking terrible. Like, you have to switch. Like, every time, like, every 45 seconds, it switches your subroutine if you go down that right tree, which is the only good one. And basically, oh, yeah. it makes it so that. Like, if a shotgun pops up, the shotgun does 25% more damage, but every other kind of gun does minus 15% damage. <laughs> and you have to keep rotating and switching, and, oh, fuck, I don't have a rocket launcher. i got to try and find one real quick and pause in the middle of a battle so I'm not using some non-effectual, you know, machine gun because of this goddamn bonus. But, yeah, Wilhelm's way better. What <laughs> level are you guys, Kyle? Uh, uh, are we in 20... the upper 20s, maybe? I'm at 37 or 38 right now with Wilhelm. I think you're higher than us. I... I... Well, yeah, I think Kyle's right. It might be lower 20s. Are you on true vault hunter mode yet? I don't think that. I what don't does know that what mean that when you complete a tree? It's like when you finish the game, you can go back oh, right, and right. then you replay the game like as it's way harder and you get better loot and everything like that. Right. I've done that in previous going. Borderlands, but not in so, this one yet. So now you guys have played more than me, so let me ask you this. What do you think? What are your initial impressions? Because my initial impressions were, okay, it's more Borderlands. I know I'll take make time to play this. But now that you've played it up to, you know, uh, beating the campaign once, and you're on true vault on the rim, what do you we think? I haven't done that. Uh, Woody and I have not done that. But the, um, I think it's a lot of fetch quests. Yeah. But I really enjoy the battles. Right. And I, 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 yeah. I really dig my character's special ability. I, when I press the F key, I basically have auto-aim for a limited amount of time. And I focused all my skill points into making that, that length of time longer and more effective. Wait, so which now, character is that? Uh, the Lawbringer, the Cowgirl. Okay, I want um, to be her then. And then later on she has a pistol. Like, whatever pistol you have, she gets a duplicate. So she dual wields plus auto-aims for, like, a long period of time. And it's it's criticals every time. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. So I'm having a lot of fun with all the gunfights. I like that, you know, every piece of your kit can be customized and upgraded. You know, from your O2 supply to your shield, uh, your grenades. There's all these bonus multipliers for grenades. My grenade is insane. Uh, Oliver's are, I think. I know Woody's got a cool one, too, but mine drops, like, nine grenades that do, like, 600 damage each. So every time I throw one grenade, nine actually go off, and I can carry six grenades. So I can throw nine times six is 54. So I can throw 54 grenades in rapid succession, basically, into a little area. It's insane, and I enjoy all that, but... Sometimes they send me to go get posters and put them up on walls. And oh, early, Jesus. Oh, yeah. And, and to go get, like, junk parts for, like, a car or something. And I was laughing about it. I was like, you know, in Halo one time they sent me on a mission. I had to go sacrifice my, my life while blowing up a whole fucking planet. It was pretty good, but let's go get these radiators. <laughs> 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 I like Borderlands. I like the I like the mechanic. I like the feel of the game. I like the look of the game. I feel like the the guns and the way the enemies play. Like the core game engine is fantastic. I don't think I've ever played with other people quite as much as I have in this one. Like I've had played with other people. They've come and gone like out of my game. But in this one, I'm with th- two other guys all the time, and I have never cared less about the story. 
I don't know if I'm just getting too... Yeah, There's a moon involved and a space station, and I don't care if both of them explode <laughs> in the next scene. <laughs> yeah, I don't care at all. <laughs> I'm just following diamonds all game long. Like, you know, that's it. You know, if people don't know, there's a diamond on the map that you Borderlands have. 2, half of the quests, just not half, probably like 15% of the quests, you'll just get to something and it just stops working. And sometimes it's like the story mission. Like, I just spent an hour trying to beat a simple part where you follow a robot around, but it, it just it was doing its own fucking thing on the map, just walking around, meandering. Well, it wouldn't ever go, so I had to just leave and do this stupid podcast instead of leveling. But either way, that's kind of ridiculous, I think. And they, it's happened to me like at least six times. Probably not as much to you guys since you're not as far in the game. But have yeah, you noticed? We've had no, a couple of freezes. Ours hasn't broken at all. You said Borderlands 2. Did you mean Borderlands 3, the prequel? Oh, yeah, my bad. Oh. We've had our games free. Mine is frozen twice. I think Woody's frozen once, just going completely black mm -hmm. and... I don't know. I'm playing on PC, and I've had a crash once. It's the worst I've had. Yeah, yeah what, we've had a bunch of those. Yeah. And the trouble with multiplayer, like it seems like if anyone crashes, it's a big problem for everybody. And uh, it's it's PC gaming, you know. Like uh, all the good stuff they say about PC gaming is true. Like the graphics really are much better once you get competent with a mouse and keyboard. It is my preferable way to play. Uh, yeah, the I'm mods and all the things that come with it. You know, the the stock game is just a platform from which to build even better games. Woodycraft.net, greatest Minecraft server in the universe. Right. But the bad things about PC gaming are also true. There are hackers, not on Woodycraft, of course. Um, <laughs> there and, and you know there are crashes and there are config issues and they're like you pop a disc in a console and it it's pretty much set up right. It just works all the time every time. Um, right. When a brand new game drops, sometimes like you know the server side stuff doesn't work right, like matchmaking. But by and large, you're always okay. In PC, you're always figuring something out something changed something broke it's so, it, it's so let's, crazy. Talk, let's talk about uh, my favorite uh game to complain about right now which I'm, I'm 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 trying to get an early copy so i can play it so i can really know what i'm talking about but um assassin's creed unity have you guys been following the whole fucking clusterfuck uh surrounding no. that game no okay. not at all all right so basically a little bit um ubisoft is kind of in favor of creating parity on the consoles. And the PC ports for their games are also um, getting kind of sniped a little bit. We saw that with Watch Dogs. Like, Watch Dogs had all of this base code that made it look beautiful, but it was all disabled by the time it got launched. And it was just a matter of just a couple of days that someone unlocked and, and worked around the, the, the disabling so that they could have the full, beautiful PC version. And so, recently with Unity... Um, one of the developers made a mistake and said, we decided to create parity of 900p and 30 frames per second on both the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One to end all the debates and stuff. And what he actually meant was internal debates. He didn't mean like you and I bitching about which is better, because mm -hmm. they know that's going to happen. What he meant was, um, you know, it, we, we, the internal debate of how to make the game, we were just going to focus on this goal and then upscale it from there if we can. That was the point that he was making. But it caused a huge shitstorm. Um, and then, like, one of their PR guys tried to spin it by saying, well, we feel 30 frames per second is more, more cinematic. cinematic. Yeah, that's great. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Um, and every time they say it, it's just the stupidest thing you can say. Um, because as a PC gamer, I'm playing League of Legends at 120 frames per second, and that 
that feels right. You know, this does not feel right. Of course, I'm actually, a lot of the times I'm playing it on this TV now that I've been doing <laughs> capturing fossils and stuff too. So actually I'm getting like 24 frames per second. Whatever. The point that I'm making is <laughs> um, the PC requirements supposedly have been linked for AC Unity, okay? And this is really weird because if they design the game to be 900p uh, and 30 frames per second, why does the PC version require a minimum of a 680? A 680, huh? Yeah, minimum of a 680. What, what, does that mean it's not optimized at all? They're just like, I don't know, just dump, dump the code on there and see what happens. It gets a shit. Or does it mean that the PC version is going to be super awesome? Or does it mean... But when you, when you look at the requirements for something like that, you realize exactly how difficult it has to be to configure for every different PC setup that someone builds because you have no clue what parts are in there. You have no clue. And a lot of... You know, I'm very pro-PC gaming. I'm always going to be pro-PC gaming. I think it's the best way to game. But at the end of the day, it's a headache for developers, and that's why they prefer consoles, and that's why a lot of people that are watching the show right now prefer consoles because it's simple. You just go buy a box at Walmart, you stick a fucking disc in it, and you're done. That's all you ever have to think about. You know, I get that. I get why people like console yeah. games. That's why I talk about them. That's why I support them. That's why I get that a lot of people aren't ready to take the big bite that is PC gaming. You're going to have to educate yourself. You're going to have to learn what you're doing. You're going to have to learn to optimize. You're going to have to pick the right video card. You're going to have to make a lot of choices. Some people just want to do what we've always done, just hook up your SNES to a television and fucking stick a cartridge in. I get that. It's, it's nice. And... You know, sometimes things are broken. It's not necessarily your fault. You know, they, they've the hardware is so stable on the consoles that right. they like get the graphics driver figured out, and it's always okay. Whereas you could just be current on your graphics driver, and it doesn't work for this game. You know, not reliably. And they right. have to have some new right. version. There patch are come oftentimes out. issues and bugs and problems that have nothing to do with. It's not my fault. Right. It's just not my fault. And right. and it happens so much that we just like. Fuck this game. I'm done with it. I'll never play it again because it just doesn't fucking work. That happens sometimes. Right. But yeah. the 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 average experience is much better. Uh, Absolutely. Than on a console, I feel. And it's it's really easy to optimize for the current generation of consoles because it's four year old technology. So it's super easy. <laughs> yeah, super they figured it out in 2010. Yeah. Oh, what do you do? Yeah. What? What? So what? Um, new topic. Right, I've, already, I've already ruined the comment section for this video. Flame <laughs> on. I'm, I'm past that. <laughs> we talk about Redemption that? made a video about us. Ooh, he wasn't wrong. Was it a nice video? It was an honest. I would video. say he took kind of the high road. Uh, it was a nice video, I think. Um, I have not seen this. Tell me about it. So here's the backstory. Um, there's a there's a show called PKN. Uh, if you're a Patreon member, link on the side. Uh, you get it early and you get it in video. And if you're not a Patreon member, then um, it comes out a week later on as a podcast, like on iTunes. Yeah. And uh, it just came out as a podcast on iTunes. And Kyle and I were talking about Wings. And uh, what we had to say wasn't really positive. Um, it... <sighs> Like, I'm, like Kyle was saying before the show, he's like, it was the brutal truth, but the trouble with the brutal truth is the brutal part. You know, the it, it, it wasn't nice, and I kind of regret saying it. Um, and then he came out and said pretty much like, you know what, I'm sorry. 
He's like, it, what, what bothered him, and he was like, you know, Woody and Kyle weren't wrong. You know, it, it, it just, it just sucks, you know, and, uh, can you re- say what you said in PKN for the, or you just don't want to read it? I think I said he was a fuck up, um, because he, he just, you know, he, it's right now that's what he is in my opinion, because he continually fucks up. And at some point, if you do a thing consistently, then you are that thing. And right now that's fucking up. So I, I and I said it then and I'll say it now. I, I hope he doesn't continue to be a fuck up. I hope he turns his life around. I wrote him earlier today and told him something similar to that, but yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I wrote him too. Um, I wrote him via YouTube Aww. comments, not by Skype. But uh, um, I, I'll, I'll say what I said, even though I regret it, and here I am repeating it. I, I said essentially two things. Um, one was that he was a drain on society, which, oh my God, that sounds so oh, mean. Oh, Jesus Christ, what, what the fuck? You know, I don't remember that. <laughs> I, don't remember <laughs> I said it, though. I because said it. Because it in his video, and I didn't remember you saying that. that... It's true, though. It, it, I, had, I had heard it <laughs> elsewhere, and I was repeating what I heard, and yeah, but I said it, so I'm a dick, and I'm sorry. And then uh, the other thing I said, um, oh, I said that when he was on top of the world, he was mean to people. And when he's not, yeah. he's, uh, you know, looking for, uh, help and, you know, hold me ups and uh, support and stuff. But, uh, um, <sighs> well, it, it's more that when, when he's on top of the world, he, he would kick someone like, uh, in, in his current position down in, and, and he would be, he's really, he's obnoxious when he's on top of the world. And it's been a few years since that was the case, but I think everybody remembers that, that version of him. It was the kind of him that went out and picked internet fights constantly, and was always looking for some way to belittle someone else. Um, he was I mean, younger that, too. I mean, it's possible that he's had some growth years in there, and that if he were on top of the world right now, that's not who he'd be. Maybe. Well, I, not I, you know. I mean, I don't know Wings as good as you guys, so I, I don't know. If my opinion is welcome here, but if it is, I've got an opinion. Yeah, always. always. Okay, all right. So, um, I'm a I'm a bit of a Wings fan because I. I I too have watched him kind of crawl, crawl out of a really deep dark hole, and I think he's beginning to see the light, and I think that's a wonderful thing. And he's really growing. And if what you're telling me about this video that he's made here is showing the way that he's growing. Uh, and one other thing I'll remind you of is I want I want you if raise your hand if you're the one person in this room that hasn't had shit stick to them when somebody calls us out on their shit. Because I've been called out. I know every, I know you fuckers. I know what you've been called on. I know some of it's true and some of it's not, but I know the shit. We were all broken. Everybody watching this is broken. Everybody that's on the show is broken. Everybody that's ever been on the show or ever will be on the show is broken. That's that's life, man. People are messy. Okay? We're, we all suck in our own different ways, okay? Mother Teresa, really look at the shit that she did, okay? She, <laughs> she believed that pain brought you closer to God, and she would re- re- deny people in their dying states at her hospice any pain relief whatsoever so that they could get closer to God before they died. I mean, even Mother Teresa was crazy. Everybody's crazy. It's the human trait. It's what com- connects us all. We all kind of suck, okay? So... I mean, to ever really point a finger at somebody else instead of ourselves is always a huge mistake. I yeah. didn't deny anybody any medication just so everyone okay, <laughs> nearly that bad. Like, like it, I might have peed on a girl's leg one time. That's about as bad as it gets. She wanted like, it. It's like a God, tough thing. Like for... Gandhi liked young tail, okay? <laughs> and, like, he would, like, make girls pee for him and stuff, you know? <laughs> 
I mean, there's like, I mean, it's, there's trash on everybody. If you look at the the story that we were told in in high school about Abraham Lincoln, he's a hero. But he was, in reality, if you look at the history books and the texts that were written at the time, he was the George W. Bush at the time, leading an unpopular war, and he was considered incompetent. You know, I mean, yeah. that's just, I, I mean, it's. It's, there is no black and white. There is no heroes. Everybody's messy. Nobody thinks they're the bad guy, even when they are. That's human nature. And so, I mean, Woody, I got to be disappointed in you a little bit for pointing the finger at anybody because you know he always starts right here. Fingers should always start this way. And yeah, Wings has his problems, man, but he's getting better. And Woody, you're getting better, and I'm getting better, and we're all trying every day to get better. None of us are ever going to be perfect, and that's the human condition. But Wings' problems are going to kill him if he doesn't do something. And mine oh, my are like, well, um, we're all make a neighbor not like me too much because I didn't cut my grass. Well, I mean, that's true of me too. But here's the thing, man. Um, everybody in this room is mortal. And the reality of it is, what's the difference between Wings' addiction and, and a heroin addict or an alcoholic or, or anybody else? Right. Uh, well, one is that it's visible. I mean, I don't know what I don't know if anybody in this room is addicted to anything, but I can't tell by looking at you. I can tell when I look at wings. So it's so easy to to point that out to somebody, you know. Or when you look at me, you know, I'm a walking, talking corpse. I know that. I'm I've lost about 30 pounds doing this DDP plan, which is a fraction of what I need to lose. I, I'm not as dedicated as I could be. I've got more work to do, and I got to get it done. If I'm skinny tomorrow, I still die from the damage I've done to my body. You know, it's the human condition. But you're right. You're right. I mean, it's it sucks that it sucks that Wings's problems are also physical as well as mental. Yeah. Most of us. When I point the finger at Wings, it's not the. uh, It's I don't feel like I'm you know throwing the casting the first stone. I'm trying to poke the motherfucker and wake him up. And that and I. Oh, it's been working. Today. He's ridiculous. If you let be... him sit there, and if you let him sit there, and you don't call him out on his own shit, he'll sit there and like and decompose. You know, he'll lay there in his hole and die. That occurred to me too. Somebody... Like, I, I, as I was watching yeah. his apology video, it was like, okay, it appears that Wings is headed on one of his upswings, and let's hope that this one is permanent and irreversible, where he just, you know, his happiness and his income and his fitness and everything just heads towards the northeast. You know, if you're talking about a stock chart. And um, I had to wonder if maybe a little part of that was like maybe accidentally it had a positive impact. I hope. I don't know. You know, maybe he heard that and it came from Kyle and I and he said, well, fuck. And, and, you know, it kicks off an apology. And then he started shopping so he could eat healthier food instead of eating out so much. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just it spirals and success leads to more success because that's what it does. You start feeling good about yourself and you get on a roll. Um, you know, maybe, maybe things go good. I, I don't know. I, uh, I will tell you, I will tell you that the last time I was on the show, not the time I was on briefly, but I think one, 170 or mm-hmm. 171, whichever one I was on, I would have told you <clears throat> that tough love doesn't work. Now that I've got a healthy dose of tough love from some really pe- important people that are really close to me, um, I can tell you that it does. And so if that's how you guys are going to handle this, you have my 100% absolute support. Let Wings know exactly how it is and exactly what he needs to do. And, you know, if you got to be tough with him, kick his ass. And uh, I'm glad that DDP came here and kicked my ass. And I'm glad that the other people that are in my support structure are kicking my ass every day. Because doing that has made me want to change. Um, to say, it works. To act know? like it was a calculated tough love like a parent might do um, would, would probably be a lie. I, I think we were mostly just, like, fed up with a friend and vented a bit. 
And the trouble with being a YouTuber is that so much of what you say is like immortalized. You know, there it is. It's uploaded. It's out there. There's no pulling it back. And uh, and people will think that what we said that day, which is like, I don't know, 14, probably 13 days ago from, from now, is our... Um, like our permanent state of mind and that, you know, like everything we said. I still mean it for now though. Do you? I would. (laughs) Yeah. I regret saying it, but, um, I said he was a fuck up. I still think he's a fuck up. When he stops fucking up, he'll no longer be a fuck up. You are what you do. I think, well, hell I'll say this. He made two videos today. So the drain on society thing, not today, bitch. Not at all. Uh, not at all. <laughs> and, yeah, he made some money today. He, he earned. He earned. Yeah, he that. went and he but, contributed to the GDP and did his thing. And all right. I want to. Although I haven't finished watching the, his busted battery video, so I, maybe I need to finish that. If if did he actually do some health, healthy shopping? I uh, I stopped before the shopping, but I did see him turn a wrench. If he did some healthy shopping, I'll stop calling him a fuck up. But <laughs> but only, only if he eats it and it doesn't include like bacon and cheese and and a Big Mac on top. Like so, one day of healthy eating and two YouTube videos is enough to move him out of the red for you. No, it's it, it's enough for me not to call him a fuck up if I'm yeah. asking. I will tell you that um, healthy eating is super hard at first. And then once you get into it, it's super easy. Um, all these new recipes we got, and we kind of we've kind of given up gluten, which is I know stupid, but it's also really helping me. So whatever. Um, and we've given up dairy because dairy is just a completely unnecessary thing. Um, and I've gotten to where my dinner every night is a salad with homemade dressing using like agave and balsamic vinaigrette and like. I, I'm really looking forward to those salads, and I'm really looking forward to, like, the hidden veggie meatloaf that we have. And, the, I mean, I, it's kind of nice. You know, my snacks are all fruit, and my drinks are all, you know, water, tap water. This is an actual – I don't buy this expensive fucking ripoff. I buy it for the bottle and refill it. But um, You need an Nalgene bottle, delicious. my friend. Nalgene bottle. That Fiji water is the most delicious water there is. I don't water, know what right? they put in there. Fiji water. It's so delicious. It's really good. And I'll, I'll buy them for the bottles, and I'll enjoy the first one so much. But then our Fayetteville <laughs> tap water is just so good, and the, a liter is exactly what I need. I have to get through three of these a day to meet my minimum requirements for the amount of water I need. And so I, I, I'm like, well, I need, I know I, I got to drink three, so I set aside three, and that's what I go through every day. I got to um, get you I, an algae bottle. I, really? I have heard other people praise those Fiji bottles, and yeah. then I, 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 there's one guy I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I, another guy I know praised that, said it was the best bottle in the world. I bought him an algae bottle, and he hasn't turned back since. He bought himself another. Well, hook me up, brother. I want to find one. I want one of these right now. As long as they're big, that's what's important to me. It's safe size. It's um, it's even. I don't know if I'll put myself on the front, but uh, oh hell yeah, yeah, it's like a liter bottle, right? See, it's you can fill it up to there if you want to measure it precisely. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and And if uh, you actually drink three of those a day, you don't actually find yourself snacking at all because you got so much water in your stomach (laughs) that you're not hungry. You're not well. Here are the things that make Uh, the algae bottle special. Uh, the biggest one to me is you can leave water in there for a while and it doesn't get yucky. Like a lot of the store-bought water bottles, and I know that yours is slightly better than average, but right, you right. know if you use them for a while, it tastes plasticky. Like you can get that taste in there. An algae bottle, because I've got a bunch of them. Sometimes I'll drink water that's oh, two weeks old, and it it's fine. It tastes like regular yeah. water. These, um, these will do. Still taste plasticky for sure. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. And uh, and they're just about indestructible. I mean, I've had them fall out of moving vehicles, and uh, and they're good. So that 
and I, I, this uh, cap, you never lose the cap, and it has sort of a handle, and I carry it by this constantly. And that's that's why I'm a fan. You can see this one, I don't know how old it is, like five or six years old, and uh, I still use it all the time. It does kind of look weird when people are walking around in public with those, though, as opposed to just a normal Dasani. Like, you look like you're about to go climb a mountain or go whitewater rafting or right, something right. extreme, but really you're just, you know, at the bank. You're just thirsty. Like, I remember thirst is real. My, yeah. <laughs> I was like 15 years old or something, and I was talking to my mom, and uh, I forget. I said something along that. Well, people will think this or that, and she's like, "You know, Matt." She calls me Matt. Like it's hmm. a sign of maturity when you stop caring what other people think about you. And Lord knows I'm not done growing up yet, because I certainly read a, you know YouTube comments and all this shit about me, and sometimes I still. Uh, Sometimes I still think it, you know, like, really? Does this guy have a valid point? But I am getting there. And I honestly couldn't give a fuck what someone thinks about my Nalgene bottle. I don't know if that's bottle. true anyway. I, I'm not buying <laughs> it at all. It's a sh sign of maturity when you stop caring. No, about it's definitely important. I bet your mom mm. cares a lot what people think of her within her social group. I mm. think. I bet if some of her, if she thought some of her buddies thought that she was like a, a, a blue-blooded liberal or something, they would, she would just die. Like, like if, you, if, you, if she really doesn't care what people think about her, ask her to post like, uh, if only Obama uh, 2018 or whatever. <laughs> right, right. I, I think um, <laughs> only it was possible Obama 2016. Let her post that on Facebook. See if she really I, doesn't care about what anybody thinks. I think a sign of maturity is to be able to differentiate between constructive criticism and deconstructive criticism. Someone who is trying to help you and lift you up, and being able to figure out when that's being said. And, and a lot of it's considering the source. You probably shouldn't listen to what some random internet guy who's watched your very this being your first video. What that guy has to say about you. You should probably listen to what your mom has to say. You should probably listen to what your wife or your 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 daughter or whoever your family members have to say. And you should listen always listen to constructive criticism and 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 never listen to deconstructive criticism. Somebody's trying to tear you down, fuck them. That's the real sign of maturity. And I gotta say that in the last couple of years, um, that has gotten so much better for me. Uh, there was a guy, I don't know, I can't even remember his name right off the top of my head. But he launched like a crazy Twitter campaign against me, and like had like all kinds of people like, tweeting me or whatever. And when it first started happening, I started getting like a little whatever butthurt about it. Um, but then, like three months into it, what, I can't believe it lasted three months. But um, even like people calling my cell phone and stuff, I was like, I just don't give a shit what these people have to say anymore. I and and that person who started that Twitter campaign is now one of my favorite humans on the planet because they finally pushed me to the point that I don't give a fuck. And <laughs> it's so good to be here. It's so like some guy on fucking a YouTube comment, I'm like, I make a YouTube video saying, hey guys, I'm working with Extra Life this year and I'd love it if you make a donation. So do me a favor, reach out and let's help some children. And, and the guy in the first comment will be, you fat fuck, kill yourself. And I'll be like, I don't give a shit. I just don't even give a shit because I'm helping kids and you suck. That's then, the easiest one to ignore, though. Like right. It, like, if I ever meet that dude, I'm hugging him. So <laughs> hugging him. Just, uh, you're my best friend now. When they call me a pedo or they want to rape my daughter or something, it's like, dude, that's, I don't, I don't even care. But uh, when they have something to say that's a little more, like, on target, you know, then, uh, then it gets me thinking sometimes, and it, it probably shouldn't, because it, and it's, it's said in a harsh way. But they probably have semi-good intentions anyway. Like, yeah. at, at least there's a part of them that actually wishes I would stop doing whatever they said I'm doing or start doing whatever they're telling me to do. 
and uh, you know they, they they just want something from me and they're asking for it in the most horrible way possible well Woody I just want to be honest with you okay I think mm -hmm. it's important that you listen to what your friends have to say about you and I, I know we're not that close but I consider you a friend and I hope you genuinely listen to me when I say that you're worse than Hitler <laughs> oh, I, it's been known. I saw videos, and that's when I learned. Yeah. <laughs> they told me I was worse than Hitler. I, yeah. I, yeah. Th there's I, whatever. Silly, silly people on the seen, internet. Have you ever seen Quigley Down Under, Boogie? Uh, I, it sounds familiar, but I don't think I've seen it. We I gave it the Quigley thumbs down. down. We watched Quigley Down Under last night. It's a uh, Matthew. Uh, what, what's his name? Selleck. Tom um, Selleck. Tom Selleck. Let I might this be, be no. Let this go down in history. I got the name right, and I helped Kyle. Tom Selleck. And the worst mm. part, I, I think I'm actually going to be meeting him later in the year. But that, that's really? all I want to say for Yeah, remember I told you about that oh, thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad yeah. you're doing that. Might be meeting a few other people. So uh, I look forward to that. If that has to happen, then I will look forward to it and be happy with whatever happens. Can I drop a hint? It's Sean Hannity and Glenn Beck. I was going to say one of them featured what? me on his website. Yeah, Glenn Beck featured me on his website. What? Not, not fondly, I'll, but I could have given a shit. <laughs> I'll I'll mention that if 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 I am called upon to go to that event. <laughs> In any case, it's a uh, it's a western where um where Tom Selleck goes from like the Wyoming to uh, to Australia to answer this long range marksman adver advertisement, um and he gets there and he's the world's greatest long range marksman. So he's like a super sniper in the old west, and uh, it's 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 a good movie. I like it. I uh, hadn't seen it in a long time, so I'd forgotten just how slow it was in the middle, and I'd also forgotten that there's this whole there's a woman involved who's kind of like a love interest, and she really sucks a lot of the fun out of the story. She's kind of naggy and all. She she really causes a lot of problems, and it's meant to be comic relief as well because in between her, you know, being goofy, there's a lot of people get. I don't like her part, but but as far as like the Western character, I like it a lot. Um, and Woody has some valid arguments, though. That's yeah, right. my issues with Quigley Down Under are that it, the main character, what was I guess his name was Quigley, played by Tom Selleck. Matthew Quigley. Matthew Quigley. <laughs> he uh, he was too pure. He was too nice. He like it'd be him and a bad guy like at a standoff, both with guns pointed at each other, and he would wait for the other guy to shoot first, who invariably missed at like nine feet, and then he would kill the guy. He would, he would hand people pistols and say, well, there's one bullet in there. If you want to kill me, you can, but I'd kill myself because you're going to die of dingoes and ants or something. And he, they, he would get in fights against, like, three grown men and beat them all. Or, like, some yeah. guy would go swinging a punch. But he had his rifle. He had his rifle, and he was... That you was know, her frustration. So some guy's ready to swing a punch, and then he held his rifle out. And mind you, this thing's like three feet long, and the guy would just he just like hold back his arm with like this long, you know, the tip of the rifle. I, I can't quite demonstrate this, and uh, it's like no, that's not how levers work. The old, if Arnold Schwarzenegger was holding a stick, you're mad at the physics, and I held and the Quigley top, down under. The top one over. I could. Choreography and Quigley down the under. The fight right choreography down. was so horrible; it could only exist in the '80s or early '90s. It, it was. It, it looked like a Disney film, or so. was it a Disney film? Literally? Yeah, they didn't make any great choreographed fights back in the '90s or '80s. It, Nothing like Princess Bride, the greatest choreographed sword fight of all time. <laughs> so it it was. <laughs> 
the, the, the main character was too pure. Um, he I, risked his life a dozen times so as to be double sure that the bad guy was a bad guy. He never punched first. He was always rescuing damsels in distress, nonstop, all movie long. And, uh, and you know, a bunch of completely unrealistic stuff, like, you know, hiding behind things that don't protect you from bullets, but being protected from bullets and stuff. It, it was... Um, shucks, I guess all the action scenes were ridiculously bad, and it was a western. <sighs> He didn't like it. Um, I still, th I still think it's a good movie. Uh, it's definitely a, more of a. I, I, I definitely think you'd like it if you were younger. Maybe like a hardened, cold-hearted, forty-something thousand-year-old man. Uh, yeah, I need Quentin Tarantino to do a remake of it. Yeah, no, no ears got slowly sawed off with a straight razor. That's what I'm looking for, right? Yeah, none of that happened. Uh, That's what I want. It'd be more exciting. As I get older, uh, I find out how many of my fucking childhood favorites just don't hold up. But you mm. are correct in that The Princess Bride is always perfect. <laughs> you can watch that movie as many times as you want in a lifetime, and it's still good. It's, a, it's amazing. I love when he, he's like, I have a secret. I was using my left hand. And he switches to his right, and he's much better. And, but then Carrie Yule's character is like, I also have a secret. He's also using my left hand. No, he's like, I'm I am not left-handed. Right they, they go back, and the fight, the fight just keeps getting better. It keeps uh, the tension rises as the fight gets more and more technical and intense as they go. That yeah. is high adventure. Why do why why do we not have more video games written that well? You know what I'm saying? It's a classic like, story yeah. too. It's great. You got the giant and the swordsman and uh, the you know the the little all the villains and the classic villains and they're just evil princes and shit. It's great. On the video game topic that Boogie was bringing up, I'm, I'm, I've got the same question. I, I felt like video games were making a move from sort of a technical problem to a creative problem, but I don't know that they've advanced much in the last four years. Um, I think what they've had to do with the new consoles coming out and people expecting a higher fidelity, um, they've had to really focus on the technology aspect. And so I think the writing aspect has suffered a little bit. Not that there aren't some amazingly well-written games, like Borderlands 2. I'm hearing that the story for the pre-sequel is very, very good. There's still some... Uh, Last of Us is one of the best games I've ever played. story for that game is phenomenal. Uh, they're, okay. they're definitely doing it, but I think this generation right now is suffering from having to dump so much money into the technical side of things to get everything figured out and how to make these consoles sing. So that they can that, get up to 900p? Right, get it all the way up to 900p <laughs> and 30 frames per second. Your goal when that we had. gets 88 miles an hour. We'll have 90, 900p. Xbox <laughs> <laughs> um, just fucking shaking and steaming. <laughs> but I, I got like I got to see Far Cry 4 early on, and I was like really surprised at even in the limited you know experience that we got to have in the, the two hours I got to play, the story aspect is actually really solid. So I think that's coming around. But yeah, the, I don't know. I'm not digging the story in Borderlands. It seems to mm -hmm. me that that it's pretty. It seems it seems incredibly obvious that here's why the story is entertaining to me because they let you even if you didn't play the the other two games, they're making it very obvious that Jack is the bad guy and that he's going to turn on you. Like it's a known quantity from the beginning because they tell you it is. Like like you start off by being captured and telling the story of how Jack turned on you. Like that's the whole point of this thing. So, like, every time he sends me on a mission, I'm pretending like I don't know he's the bad guy. It just seems lame, and I lose interest. It seems unrealistic. Yeah. I can't suspend my disbelief. And he sent me all these bullshit quests. It, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of fetch questing, and I, I wish my jobs were bigger. 
like like in Halo and Gears and in games that I and Call of Duty and games that in my head have big powerful campaigns that get me actually involved and like when a character dies I'm like oh shit mm-hmm. shit that sucks that means he won't be in the next fucking game because he just dissolved down there like when Marcus um not um what's his name in Gears um your buddy Dom when Dominic dies. You're like, well, shit, Dom's dead. Like, yeah. there's gonna be no more Dom. Like, you're not gonna even hear sound effects anymore. Do you remember when Coltrane jumps in? Yeah, it, that was an epic scene. If people don't know this, it was Gears of War two, I think that I was playing. I, I could be wrong, but um, it might have been the first Gears of War. I think it was two though. And you're like, you're playing in your battle back, wave after wave after wave, and and at some point, I think like, how am I ever gonna like get out of this mess? You know, we've been in some shit before. But we're in deep shit right now. This is terrible. And and as soon as things like like you get surrounded and and I'm just like, fuck, is this even possible? All of a sudden Coltrane comes out and he's like, Woohoo! It's the Coltrane, baby! Ain't nobody does this better than me. And and he's got this like the Lancer, this like chainsaw machine gun. Is it like a cinematic like and he's slicing bad guys and I'm just like, Oh my god, Cole, I've got a man crush on you. I know that exact moment. Yeah, yeah. That's when you're first introduced to him as a character mm-hmm. in general. Like and it really is. You're in a moment where you're you're like, Well, we're about to die now. We we shouldn't have rushed into this cave, but you know, and he, he rolls in there. It's great. I, I know that moment. That's great. There's I want to play it again right now. I would be so down. So so we are what now? We are one week away from the Master Chief collection dropping on, on Xbox One? I'm, I'm not fi- interested. I'm fi- well, I, you're not interested, but I'm the target audience because I've never played through the Halo campaign. Oh, oh, you're missing out. That, okay, so I'm right. finally get... going to set yeah. down. I rented one when I was like when for my 360 a long time ago. I don't even remember which one it was, but I didn't play through the first Halo campaign. I didn't play through the second Halo campaign. Um, I guess the third one I did rent, but I don't remember anything that happened. I remember Good. being on a ship and just shooting some dudes. You're on that happens constantly. That's most <laughs> of the game, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping I'm hoping that it's going to be. I guess I'm the target audience because I skipped. Dude. Most of those games, except the multiplayer. Right? The Halo universe it has such a cool backstory, and, and the Halo rings themselves are such cool devices, and the, uh, all the Forerunner technology. and right. the Yeah, whole the campaigns thing. are really cool. Yeah, make sure... And you- I do know what you mean, Kyle, about the whole, like, with Borderlands not feeling like anything's at stake. Yeah. Like, with Halo, like, if you die, it feels like a big deal. With Borderlands, if you die, it's like, oh, I guess I have to find that, you know, car tire again. Yeah, and but who will yeah, find all the parts to this plywood sniper, if not me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> this is a dumb question. I feel like I know the answer, but the Halo collection that's dropping, it doesn't by chance come out on PC, does it? No. You guys are so changing your tunes since the last time I was on here. It's you guys true. Are, it's, you guys are so PC gamers, and I'm so glad to see it. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I own, I, pl- I own every system. I got a 3DS, I got a Wii U, I got an Xbox One, I got a PlayStation 4, and I got my PC. And of course, my PC is the does-everything machine. And I said that last time we were here, and now you guys fully get it. And I'm so happy to see you guys PC gaming. It makes me so happy. I hope you don't discount the consoles, though, because they do still have some fun games, and they are fun yes. to play. I'm you still know? holding on to the old ways. No, I, um, I, I'm not going it, to... It's going to take a... It would take a really interesting game to get me back on a console. I almost did it for Destiny, because um, I was promised a free copy, but it never showed up. It was weird. They were like, hey, would you like a free copy of the game? I'm like, sure, send one over. Make it two. Like, which, 
which uh, console would you like it on? I'm like, well, I guess PS4. I'll go buy one. <laughs> right. And then it never fucking showed up. And it's not one of those things where we're be like, hey, you promised yeah. me that free stuff. Where's that coming from? Right, right. Like, I don't want to go back and ask. Destiny is just not that fun after I'm, a while. Like, I'm you just do the same missions, even more than you do the same missions over and over in Borderlands. I would much rather save just... the cash that I was going to pump into that, and when I do my next PC, just better, slightly better graphics card. Yeah, smart choice. Um, I'm glad I played through Destiny. I'm glad I bought it. I'm glad I supported the idea. I'm glad I supported the company. And I'm glad that I played through it. But the promise of this being the never-ending super shooter MMORPG on consoles that you suck and you just want to grind away and just have so much fun. You're going to raid, and it's going to be the World of Warcraft console. No, not even close. Not even close. Super frustrating that they made that promise, and then you get it's, nothing. It's pretty much a shooter on rails. No? Yes? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um... It's supposed My to be a wide-open world, and a lot of people were disappointed to find out that it wasn't. It's not as wide-open as you would like. The maps are big, but it is exactly go here, do this, go here, do this, go here, do this. And then eventually you do get free roam options, but they're not particularly well-developed or interesting. And so uh, at the end of the day, I don't know, it's, it's an ambitious thing, and they got part of the way there. But they didn't get where the players wanted it to be, or even where they promised they'd be, and that's the frustrating part. I think they will. I they 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 were promising ten years of Destiny. They're like this game, this franchise is going to be around for ten years. People are going to play the shit out of it. They're going to want this system to to. They're going to be glad they had it. Da 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 da. Um, I think they will develop it into a better game. So if you haven't bought it yet, you probably it's okay to wait. I mean, it's fun, but at the same time, it's just an errand. Like after you beat a certain level. of number of missions, it just becomes an errand. Like, to upgrade well, weapons, you need, like, helium filament and, like, titanium like every, cubes, or, like, right. just stupid nonsense that drops it's, randomly on random maps. It's grindy and frustrating and hard to understand, and there's only t one type of monster, and that's Bullet Sponge, and there's only one type of mission, which is Protect Your Ghost. And that's all there ever is. And it's so frustrating that if that was around a giant, really nice story... I mean, we could spend. Uh, you could write papers on what's wrong with Destiny. Hmm. It just overall is not the perfect game, and the one that they promised. It's still, it's still pretty fun. It's still like an 80, 85. You know, I mean, it's worth playing. Yeah, it's fun. But not much um, playability though. Like after probably thirty hours, I had gotten to level twenty-one, and it was like this light armor thing is kind of nonsense. I'm not yeah. going to pour nine hours into this for a yeah. decent set of gauntlets. Yeah, what a silly, silly way to do it. You know. I is there any chance that Advanced Warfare will be a decent PC game? Uh, I, 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 if developer? I remember correctly, I, I, I've been told that most of the ports prior to this Call of Duty have not been that particularly great, particularly great though I've never played one. Mm -hmm. So I can only presume that they're going to continue that, but right. we'll have to wait and see. I don't think Advanced Warfare itself looks particularly interesting. So, And I know a lot of people are pretty frustrated with the franchise at this point. They so I'm are, curious to see I, how you feel about you it. You know what? As much as... So, I didn't like Ghosts. Um, to me... What was before Ghosts? Was it Black Ops 2? Uh, it was, right? Yeah, yeah. Black Ops 2 was before Ghosts. Um, I felt that's where the series peaked. A lot of people disagree and say peak much earlier, usually with their first COD experience. You know, right, COD yeah. 4 was the best one ever, or if they started at Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2 was the best one ever. But to me, if you just... If COD 4 released, you know, this year, they would be like, I don't get this, you know. All the customization's gone. There's only one decent thing in, in slot 2, which is uh, stopping power. And, you know, I can't choose my kill streaks. I think if they narrowed it down to 
to COD 4 in today's environment, people wouldn't like it as much as they remember liking it back in 2007. Right. But um, it's uh, a, it's the same with Doctor Who. Your first Doctor is always your Doctor, right? Not me. <laughs> Who's yeah. your Doctor? Um, I don't even know their names, but I've seen all the episodes. Uh, I think he was the second most recent one. Was my Doctor? He was on for a particularly Matt long Smith? time. Is that uh, the look fish custard guy? Fish custard. Yeah, it's a, the, with Amy Pond as the little mm -hmm. redhead and the girl. Yep, yep. And he was an astronaut for some while. Yeah, his his ending it. was kind of drawn out, I thought. But um, he's my doctor. Me, give me a good episode to watch of that show because we need Kyle to come guy. back. I, I don't uh, understand watch him, Blink. Watch Blink. Good. Watch Blink. Watch Blink. Is that the one with the angels? What's he the fallen yeah. angels? It's the, it's the best <laughs> Stephen Moffat episode, and it's so good. And most of what Stephen Moffat does is not great, but you will love the shit out of Blink. Kyle, are hmm. you there? I'll check that one out. Ah, Kyle's gone. Kyle knows all the words to one of the episodes, and it's amazing. There's an episode where I think the Cybernauts attack Earth, and he's like, you know, look it up in your data banks. Has Earth been attacked before? And Or is Earth a threat to you? And they're like, no. Does Earth have advanced weapons? And they say no. Has Earth been attacked before? And they're like, yes. Who's attacked Earth? And they just go through like, like Cybernauts, Dilacs, Fallen Angels, these guys, that guys, these guys, that guys. I'm ruining this. I apologize to my Doctor Who, you know, Whovians out there. Just a little. And, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, Kyle's finally back. And, 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 they, um, and then he's like, you know, and what happened to all those attacks? And they're like, the Doctor. And he's like, that's right. This planet is under my protection. And, and it's, it's, I'm, I'm like inspired by it. I'm like, oh my God, yes. And he's like, you know, you do not touch Earth. The Doctor protects it. And then um, and then he does something. I forget how. And he starts to, they're like, all right, retreat, retreat. And then, no. Then he, he just like destroys them as they're trying to run away. Kyle, help me here. He how let close them am go. I coming? There was another. Yeah, time. So, so my. One of my favorite times, and I don't think it's a good episode to start off with because you really need to build like the Doctor's mm -hmm. relationship with Amy Pond before you appreciate how much he loves her. Um, but she's been kidnapped by uh, by some people. They got her, and it, you got to keep in mind, Doctor, the the TARDIS that that foam box he's in, it, it can go anywhere, anytime in the universe, not just the galaxy. He goes millions of light years and shit other dimensions and stuff like that but they've got her somewhere and he can't he can't get there um so he goes i think it's to the cybermen and is he a um, superhero or does he just have a super powered phone booth he's an alien like, he's the last of an he's the last of an alien race that travel the galaxy and do this sort of thing and are reincarnated every so often he doesn't have any superpowers other than not aging and being super smart and and the sonic screwdriver and the psychic paper are kind of Kind of superpowers. Yeah, sounds hardcore. In any case, so the Cybermen are these like robot men, um, you know, who are who are aliens and are super badass. So you, you, the scene starts out on a robot uh, on a Cyberman ship, and Rory, who is Amy Pond's like husband, shows up, and he's literally dressed as a Centurion, like a <laughs> Roman Centurion. And like they they ask later, like why is he, why he's wearing that, and he, he's like. He thought it'd, be, it'd look more scary, you know, <laughs> whatever. So, like, he shows up as a Roman centurion, sword and all, and the Cybermen are like, you know, whatever, surrender or be destroyed. And he's like, I came with, uh, Two I came with a mess, I came with a message, and a question, and they and uh, they say, what is that message? He's like, the message is from the doctor. 
and and like they look out the window and there's this giant fleet of um of like Cybernet Cyberman ships. battleships, it, Cyberman. Like, like, like hundreds of them, like <laughs> litter space, and they all fucking explode, every one of them, <laughs> except for the one that we're on. Like, that's the message. It's from the doctor. The question is, where's Amy Pond? Like, <laughs> and uh, it's so intense. Like 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 they're they're traveling across the galaxy to get her back, and and he's like gathering up all of his uh his his friends from the past episodes. And what you've got to keep in mind is every now and then a Doctor Who episode goes a couple of episodes, and they're epic. Christmas episodes are great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> One of the best episodes is when they're dealing with the silence. That's a two-episode thing that goes mm. back and Nixon's in it. Um, um, lots of good guest stars. There's an episode that has the Onion Knight from uh, Game of Thrones in it. Um, he's oh. in a couple of episodes. He's one of the friends. He's he's like an ancient pirate, or uh, ancient. Yeah, he was an ancient. He was a pirate from like old Earth. They go back and get him, and they end up giving him a fucking spaceship. That's also a time ship. So like he goes from being uh, like a pirate on the seas to like traveling around space with his kid which is pretty cool so they go get like as an ally doctor who's an interesting show because yeah like it they do so much with so little you know the props they have are stupid like if you have kids out there they have better toys than you'll see featured on doctor who the the bad guys in (laughs) doctor who are literally like statues like stupid statues you'd find in a garden um the the the, the meanest, most badass, like Daleks. They, the Daleks. <laughs> they literally have a toilet plunger sticking out of their face. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I really feel understand. like 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 they're in some like janitor supply closet, and they're like, all right, we need some bad guys. It looks we got like, like the final project that a film student would turn in. Yeah, every we got like a statue every here. We got a toilet plunger there. We have like a couple glowy lights, and bam! All of a sudden, it's like the Doctor Who super bad guy. All the special effects. Are things that like Freddie Wong can kick Doctor Hang Who's on. ass. Okay, that's not true. So, so I disagree. Um, the reason for like the Daleks and the Cybermen looking for the way they do is because the show has been on for fifty years. I want to say, and ah, so give it like, a rest. And so, for like fifty years ago, it was super low budget. It was like you know, Star Trek wasn't even. Uh, well, that that's after Star Trek. That was in the sixties. In any case. Um, they, they had a low budget, so that's why, that's how the bad guys were designed. And for some reason, they never changed the designs over time, like Star Trek has. Um, yeah, so I'm just saying, look, Star Trek's like older than movies. Doctor Who, and it looks but amazing. They, Doctor Who, while I love the show, it, it, Supernatural has a better special budget, effects budget. Though. They had the budget yeah. for it, and, and I will say that like when they, like energy weapons and stuff like that, when they need a gun to look cool... That works like like the Kyle. I'm surprised you're going in this route because I heard you ran against Supernatural and it was hilarious, right? Supernatural oh. is a game of uh, or show may about I, demons. May I tell and... you about my hatred for Supernatural? I'll As someone off. who has seen every fucking episode of this show, I really am a fan of the two guys who play it. I know they're they're great. I like them both. I like the the chemistry they have. I like that one of them's super serious and one of them's like like, like a nice guy. And they have a, it's comedy. It's I like great. that they trade back and forth as to who's sort of the main character. You know, yeah. season by season, like that guy's sort of the lead. Now this guy's the lead. And their initial mission and the mission that la- it later becomes, which is basically go find your father and 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 travel the country in this badass classic car fighting werewolves demons like satan spawn ghosts vampires fucking um dragons you name it anything you've ever heard of that's scaring those bump of the night it turns out they're real and these guys are hunters and they fight them 
and there's a few other hunters out there in existence who, you know, like basically like Blade type characters, you know, from the movie Blade, where he's a vampire hunter. They're monster hunters, and they travel the country doing this shit. It's the best premise ever, and they're brothers, so you've got that aspect. It's kind of like a buddy, uh, you know, show. But the problem is, it looks like they got about thirty thousand dollars worth of budget for, for this the whole movie. season. <laughs> for the whole fucking series, <laughs> like yeah, for nine years. These guys are great actors. They're great actors. All of them are. They got amazing storylines that involve God Himself, angels, mm-hmm. Satan, Michael, the the whole nine. Future apocalyptic uh, Earths, um, you know, where 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 Satan has taken over. Zombies. All this stuff, but they don't have the budget to pull it off, and yet somehow they've kept this show rolling, despite <laughs> the fact that when they needed to make a dragon, they put a guy in a trench coat. When he grabbed something, it got real hot and melted, and then they, they it, it, everything got dark, and you heard whoosh, 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 and some wind blew, and they said he flew away. Whew, sounds intense, man. His hands that got glowy. Dragon. When he wanted when they to melt them, things, when the when dragon wanted to melt things with his hands, they just got glowy. It's like they didn't even use After Effects. They used Sony Vegas for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> just like... <laughs> when the, um, the werewolf doesn't even have fur. He's just got teeth and contact lenses. That's everything. There's, there, there's one guy Wait, who, I have to look this up. What network is this guy, on? Like sci-fi? The, the WB, right? I don't know. I don't, I'm telling you this is on Netflix to me. If if somebody showed up at your house for Halloween with the level of like costume expertise they do in Supernatural, you'd be pissed off and you wouldn't give them candy. You'd That's be like, not true. Yeah. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. It would be... They would make great Halloween costumes. But, I don't know. I, I'm watching this shit hour after hour, waiting on Satan to come out of hell. And if he doesn't look like something other than just another dude, <laughs> I'm going to be upset. But sure enough, if Satan comes out of the ground, no. just another dude. All yeah. of the monsters yeah. are humans with slight... It's basically about a couple of races traveling the country and beating up on people who are just a little different. Like, <laughs> Did they try to pull some bullshit but, with Satan? Where, like, instead of him being horrifying and expensive, he came out and it's like, surprising, eh? I'm just exactly. like... That's exactly... Totally, the king of hell you know, has British actors. Like, making hell. him cool. Yeah, he's just a British actor. Um, that's the king of hell, not Satan. I don't remember who played Satan. It's been oh, I don't even Satan, remember seeing Satan. But I remember Satan, but it was just one season. It was like the third season, so like I'm I'm in season eight now. I don't care about that. I'm in seven but, or so eight. None of this slowed you down in watching it at all. That's the thing. That's why I hate it so much. As much as that stuff that I that I just mentioned irks me, I keep getting drawn in and I keep <laughs> watching episode after episode because the storylines some of the storylines, I take that back. Some of them are dumb. Well, there's one episode about a racist ghost truck that comes and runs <laughs> black people over. Oh, the hard hitting issues. Hard to even fucking <laughs> watch. It's so lame. But there's good episodes like the post-apocalyptic stuff and the stuff with angels. I find interesting because angels have their own, you know, like real life superpowers. You know, they can do certain things, and only certain blades can kill them. And having one is a big deal. And there's certain weapons that these guys have like accrued over their time of monster hunting that, you know, like in Fallout or or, or, or any uh, RPG, you know, they've got a good weapon. Like you know, when he pulls that knife out, like. That's the one that kills angels. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool. I like it, but god damn, they need to double their budget. These guys, and they're good actors too. I, like I it's said, just I, like Doctor Who. It has fantastic actors, fantastic storylines, and less budget than a typical Halloween outing. Yeah, this is. I'm just googling like supernatural Satan, supernatural werewolf, just all the different characters I can think of, and this is abysmal. <laughs> Satan is just some random ass dude who's a squirrely spider, face and spider. Spider 
search spider? supernatural like Spider Man. Maybe that'll get it. Spider Man. Yeah, look at that thing. That was so lame. The black guy. Yeah. Does he have a bunch oh. of eyes on his face? Yeah, that's horrific. Yeah. Not scary. Don't get me wrong. I mean, horrific isn't just poorly made and that, bad. That episode had lots of scenes where they put that lens uh, filter that has like all the multiple eye lenses on it, and and they would like follow the characters in the darkness like through spider webs. A lot of that. That episode was pretty lame, if you ask me too. See, this sounds too cringy to enjoy it. Like just like going back to Doctor well, Who. One of the things I do like. Like, are those cat people gonna stick around? Because the cat person that I saw that that took me out of any. Any moment I could have had with that show is fucking retarded. Just so there's some poor cat mask. So just like in Doctor <laughs> Who, if I was going to turn you on to the show, I would um, I would probably show you that episode where the crystalline um, it's it's like one of the it's like the first I would show you the first episode of the blonde doctor with the the custard and fish sticks and all whatever his name is. I would start mm -hmm. in where does Netflix start for Doctor like, Who? Right, there's like a Ferris it starts, it in starts with the Eccleston run. Fuck that. D don't worry about any of them. I There's disagree. Only I disagree. It's good. There's It'll only two or it. three seasons. How many of, how many seasons are there with the guy I'm talking about? Two or three? The one Whatever I'm talking about? Not even one, I think. I think it switches in that first season. And I'm thrown for a loop because I start to like the Doctor. He's not my favorite Doctor, but I start to like him. And the then in a couple episodes... Time. He's gone, and there's a whole new doctor, and I'm like, wait, how uh, can Eccleson you do that? Eccleson gets one season, and he didn't he didn't test well, I think. So they went with David Tennant, and David Tennant's the most human doctor, which is why he's my favorite, easily. Like, he's very human, and he's very obsessed with humans. Wait, and so I love that run. So he gets I, like three or four seasons, then Matt Smith gets three or four seasons, and that's where we're at So now. David Tennant was a very good doctor, and the doctor before him I thought was just good. So... Like, but I got attached to him. I'm like, all right, Doctor Who, I'm getting this okay. A couple, in, you know, whatever, maybe eight, ten episodes in, he's gone. Boom, and they bring kill in him. this new guy, and oh. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this new guy. I have a certain um, allegiance or devotion to the first one, but then he wins me over, and I'm like, all right, I like David Tennant. You say I'm so bad with names, and they're kind of, I'm infamous about it. But um, the the Doctor Who for me is Doctor Two was strong enough to take the place of Doctor One. And now they have a new Doctor, right? And and he's older. And I'm sort of yeah. just catching I, on. I'm just not into it. I only like the one Doctor. I've tried all the other ones. I which don't is, like... Which is yours? Is Matt Smith? Yeah, I really, really like... The Amy Pond thing I think is great. Mm -hmm. I like Rory. I like um, I like um, uh, Amelia. Like whatever, you know, the the one with the curly hair. Whatever her mm -hmm. name. I'm, I'm, I, I don't I, like the new Doctor as much. I'm with you on that. But I'm willing to give him a try, and I like that doctors actually do die because it gives it this Game of Thrones thing where you're like, like not every main character is just safe. Uh, oh, so they do like, die. Yeah, right, right. But then they get regenerated. So the character, they originally did it to explain away the fact that they were just changing actors who are going to play the doctor because this guy doesn't want to do the show anymore. So they kill him off and they regenerate him, and then apparently he can regenerate a total of 13 times, and now we're on the 13th doctor. So no clue what they're going to do when this guy doesn't want to be there anymore. But uh, here's, Probably changing the rules. Here's the least <laughs> Well, it is a show about time being Like the chicks. Right, so I'm fairly certain he might be able to go back in time and fix something. I don't know. But um, here's the least... Can we get Matt Smith back? If he went back and got Matt Smith back, I'd be right back in there. Here's the least manly thing ever said on PKA. Are you ready? All right. I've only watched six episodes of the Matt Smith run, and here's why. Because when David Tennant dies... It destroyed me as a person. 
I wept <laughs> for days. Like, I'm talking like the end of the Dark Tower series for Stephen King. I'm talking like 15 um, minutes into Last of Us. I'm talking like that stuff was a road bump on my emotional scale. The beginning but of Up. minutes last episode destroyed me. It was like as bad as burying my mother for fuck's sake. And so I tried to watch the Matt Smith run when it was new, and I'm like, I can't do this. I just can't. And so I waited four years or something until the Matt Smith run ended, and then recently I booted it up on Netflix again, and I watched like six episodes, and at the end of that six episodes, I'm like, I know, I, I'm just not ready, and I'll never be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never stop mourning David Tennant's doctor. He was like family to me. <laughs> You know, yeah, that that's pretty lame, but I like it, and I like you for 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 being that guy. Oh, well, thank you. So they killed that one and then brought him back, and you just no. can't get past, and it, it hurts too deep and too much. They didn't bring right. him. They replaced well, they him. That's what they David Tennant's gone, so it's now Matt Smith. And the thing about it is, it's still kind of the same entity, but since it's a different person playing the character, they also reinvent the personality each time. And so mm -hmm. Matt Smith is very alien. Whereas David Tennant's very human. Yeah, and I like a, the alien. Matt Smith's so weird. He, right, he, like Matt Smith is bizarre. He wears he's 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 wearing his bow tie and, and everyone's always questioning him about the bow tie and his response is always the same. Bow ties are cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> and like, like what the, the, the show the episode that Rudy was referencing is Matt Smith's first episode. And in that episode you'll really get a feel for Matt Smith's character because like he gets out of the time booth after regenerating and when they they're, when they're in the process of regenerating everything's really wonky and so his taste buds are screwed up and he's he meets the little girl version of Amy Pond when she's like eight mm -hmm. or nine, I don't know how old she is. And so he, he ends up the only thing that he can like to eat is fish dipped in custard, fish sticks dipped in custard. And it's like that gives you an idea of just how that entire run feels to me. And I don't know. Some people like it. Some people don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, clearly, I'm a David Tennant guy. Clearly, you're a Matt Smith guy, Kyle. So. Yeah, that's how his relationship with Amy Pond begins. Like, like he crash lands in her backyard when she's a child, and um, he he uh, he goes in and like tears her kitchen apart looking for something that he can actually stand the taste of, and it ends up being fish sticks and custard. And um, and then he has to go back into his ship. He he goes, I'll be right back. <laughs> and and like he goes in, and for him it's only been a few minutes, but when he pops back, it's been like twenty, ten or fifteen years yeah, or something. Thirteen years, and so and she had waited. Who waited? Yeah. Yeah. So she's always she's known as the girl who waited. Oh my god. And even more extreme. Kyle. Uh, yeah. Speaking of those uh, terrible, terrible special effects, look up the Leviathan for Supernatural. This oh, dude with just a something? big mouth on his face. This yeah, is the those. worst. You're looking at a web page and you're not linking it. His whole mouth linking it up like this. Yeah, and he would. He would number, they were like face gobblers. They were taking over the whole world. On that list. But Jesus H. This looks awful. Looks like putty just mushed around his chin and then a big, like that Sarlacc pit mouth from Star Wars. Yeah, Except terrible. even worse than that somehow, despite being <laughs> almost half a century afterward. It's awful. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Really oh God. The monsters in particular, that's that that's where they suffer from. Like, like yeah, you're not that's the whole point the of the show. thing. Like the point of the show is when's when's the monster coming? Like like when does the vampire get here? When do we stab the vampire? Like <laughs> where's the dragon at? How do we kill it? Like that's the whole point of every episode. So when you get there and like the werewolf is just lame every episode. I will say this though, and here's one of the things that keep bringing me back. These boys will not be helping out. Any unattractive women, I guarantee. <laughs> Good. He, 
<laughs> they are traveling the country helping out like supermodels, like head cheerleaders, like head nurses, like 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 anybody like the hottest, most beautiful women in the world are the co-stars of this show. They come on every week as a different guest. They go and find the hottest fucking woman they can and and she's and, and if either and if uh what I think it's Sam, if Sam has sex with her, dead the next episode. <laughs> every girl Sam has I mean, sex with fucking dies and it's like four or five of them. It's great. <laughs> I, Would you be Merca doing anything different, though? Was the 25 worst special effects in TV shows. And number eight is every effect in sliders, which I thought was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like sliders. Oh, like number nine too. is every iteration of Doctor Who. Oh, <laughs> I, they're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm oh. sorry I cut you off, Merka. Yeah. Oh, no, you're all right. Yeah, it, it's yeah. hard. There's a lag and whatever. It, it, Talking over yeah, it's heaven. hard to talk over because I'm, I'm coming in late and early, I can tell. So my bad with that. But would you be doing anything different if you were surviving in the apocalypse? Like, if would you stop for you well, know, Scarlett Johansson or would you be like, oh, I'm going to pull ahead and help that hunchback troll and make sure <laughs> she's okay? Like, you no, see, fuck that. They're not exactly surviving the apocalypse. They're really just driving around the country, like, fighting evil. And they kind of pick the they, they look for newspaper articles that uh, of like something that sounds like a werewolf but is being called like I don't know like a a, a mountain lion attack but they're like mountain lions aren't out this time of year <laughs> and you know something like that and then they then they drive across the country to deal with it. But so they, they just Scooby Doo around, <laughs> banging hot chicks because that sounds yes. pretty like a better movie now. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. They Scooby Doo around doing hot chicks. One of them is like a health, and there's a there's a funny dynamic. Like one of them is a porn addicted, like hamburger eating, like heavy macho, drinking, macho dude, like heavy drinking, like tearing his tearing himself apart kind of guy. Cool guy. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. leather jacket and all. The other one is like a, a really laid back, like. Uh, he got pulled out of college like uh, early. He was supposed to be a doctor or something, like health conscious, like sensitive kind of guy. And and so they got a mesh together where like one of them's always eating salads and the other's always eating burgers, you know. And and one of them's always like trying to conceal his porn addiction, and the other one's always trying to conceal the fact that every time he fucks a chick, she gets murdered by a monster or becomes <laughs> one. <laughs> oh. Which well, one has the porn addiction, the tall one or the short one? Oh, it's, and they've both, um, porn addiction is the short one. They have literally both been to hell at least once. Yeah. I think they've both been twice. <laughs> and both of them had, they've had a stay where they went and were heroic and like did some cool shit. But they also have had a stay where they just got tortured for what, because for, time is different in hell. So like, I don't know, let's say a year is 50 years. And, you know, they've been gone for like 18 months or something like that. It was longer than that. It was like a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. It was like six hundred years or eight hundred years in in yeah, hell. Yeah, the devil would just literally like cut him into little, cut him into ribbons, and then materialize him again, and then do it a different way, and then he did that for a thousand years to them. You know, shit like that. You know. And then it, it to get out, they were doing shit that they're not proud of. You know. Yeah, they would make them. Do, the only way they could get off the rack is if they became the torturer and tortured someone else like that. So they became the torturers, and it's like. Oh, nice! So, I would too. Yeah. Can't blame him. <laughs> and he explains. He he's like, and then a, a hundred years went by, and he asked me again. <laughs> and then another hundred years went by, and he asked me, and you're like, a hundred years went by before he asked again. He didn't wait like till next Sunday after you got <laughs> like. No, dude. And then another back. hundred years went by, and I started thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's great because they're really good guys, and they basically, I 
at one time or another, it seems like one or the other one is like literally a ticking time bomb for some reason. That dynamic is used a lot. Because, so like, I don't know, there's an aneurysm about to explode in his brain or like he's getting nosebleeds and they keep getting worse because he's using mental powers that, he's, that he has because he's like half <laughs> He's literally half demon, you know. There's, there's all kind of, there's this whole backstory with his parents being zombie hunters and uh, demon hunters, and there's lots of time travel where they go back and meet their parents, and their mom's hot. And uh, of course, that's another thing I just remembered. When they go back in time, their mom smoking hot, <laughs> and, and and she's like attracted to one of them. It's it's that that's the whole show. Oh, there's a little incest incest I vibe. Know, there. I don't think he actually sleeps with her. Should we no, wrap up TV that. talk? Yeah, I I think Supernatural would be good if the guy if the people who made Game of Thrones made Supernatural, we'd all be talking about Supernatural instead of Game of Thrones because they'd I be really, titties. I really need to watch that show. There'd be, there'd be titties, fucking, and the monsters would be incredible. And a little incest. Hey, I wanted to do a quick stop on House Talk. So um, we we did House Talk what episode two thousand one or something two weeks ago maybe. Yes. And I felt some people complained that, that we weren't really providing any new information. They complained that we'd given too much information repeatedly. But now we have new information. We have a house under contract. So Yes. Yeah, so Jackie and I found a compromise. Uh, it, I don't want to say exactly how many acres because I feel like uh, I'll be doxxed before I even move in. But, it's um, plenty. What'd you say? It's plenty. It's plenty. Yeah, even even by Kyle's country standards, yeah. this is a this is a good sized lot. Um, it's bigger than I had hoped for. So it's a Jackie compromise there. It's um, it's near where she wanted to live. Not exactly, but near where she wanted to live, and um, uh, but you know, close enough that her commute, which was one of her big like quality of life issues, uh, how often she takes kids to like parkour and Colin's speech and occupation therapy and stuff like that. So um, uh, we're, we're near that North Raleigh thing she wanted to live, and I've got my land, and we managed to find something that, uh, that makes everybody happy. And yes. um, uh, I will do a house tour many months from now uh, when it's moved in and, I don't know, at least like boxes unpacked and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, um, you need it's to stop a, referring to it as a house. It's a palatial estate. It's a it's, very, very nice. It's a compound. It's... it's um, in all seriousness, you get you. Um, this this is a very very nice house. Uh, uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for you. And um, <clears throat> I don't think it's a just a house that you're moving to. It, it it's 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 definitely a home you're changing to, and it's definitely like a whole new kind of way of life for you. Taylor laughs, but here's the thing: he's going from like right there crammed between two neighbors and and I think there's like a store or some sort of convenience store like a pharmacy a like Walgreens yeah woods. yeah Walgreens through the woods behind him and that, like, yep. like he's surrounded yeah. by suburbia right there rampant. that's not, no that's in the crime. house we're going to bring that with us yeah there's no <laughs> crime per se but he's right. in suburbia he's surrounded by his fellow man and he's going to something where he can like like I always say and this sounds silly but I can pee in my front yard and no one will be the wiser and if they said anything about it they'd be in trouble. Like like nobody's going to say anything about me peeing in my front yard and if they did they'd be in trouble because they're not allowed. Do you do that often? Yeah. He does. Yeah, like if, yeah. Like if I drive up from uh, like if I've been driving I get home like I got to pee real bad I'll I'll pee right there in the yard. Why not? I was There's watching like speed peeing in other people's yards. It's a rush. I s- I've never I don't do that. I, um, I no, so- no public urinations per se. I was watching a video and the guy made a bottle rocket. Apparently, the engine for a decent, not a bottle rocket, a, a rocket. 
is uh, I, is like seventeen dollars or something. Did you see this one too? So he made one. I'm making me some tomorrow. I got awesome. stumped out already. Oh, I did see that video. Okay, nice. yeah, I think it was on Reddit. But anyway, I'm watching this thing, and he takes a he makes sort of a, a homemade rocket, and it goes two thousand feet in the air and lands wherever somewhere not too far. And I'm thinking I could totally do that on the compound. I, I like here I couldn't. It would land on some neighbor's house, or it would set something on fire. Or I don't know. There. Uh, I've got space. I can do whatever the flip I want, and uh, and that's that's kind of what I'm excited about. If my dogs bark, no one has to care. You know, if and you if care, they wh- think about it, they'll be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. It's it's my <laughs> place now. Wandered into the compound. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, on the other hand, dude, I <laughs> it's been dominating my decision process, but I recognize it is more boring than the most boring mic talks and uh, truck talks we've ever had. But tractor talk. <laughs> it's been going on behind the scenes. Tractor talk has been going on, and usually when Woody wants to talk about just about anything, I'm on board. But tractor talk is particularly boring, even for me. And I like tractors, <laughs> so so I won't bore you guys with, with with too much tractor talk. But the core of it is there's a lot of grass to mow, and I sometimes bounce ideas off Kyle, who it turns out was probably right about a lot of the advice he gave me, and I resisted from the start, which isn't surprising because he has experience and I don't. But uh, tractors and zero-turn radius lawnmowers and backhoes and skid loader or front-end loaders and things like that, all that shit's coming to my life. And I'll have an outdoor component where I build shit. So um, um, I'm, I've been spending a lot of time lately learning about tractors. We have actually finally started looking at buying a house. because my landlord Are you renting a place right now? Well, here's the thing. I have a roommate, a persistent roommate of the last 20 years. He's my best friend in the world, and he's part of a family union, our extended family unit here. So um, between him and then I cover my wife's bills, even though I have to fight her to let me do it because she's just... Wait, she's your wife, though. Yeah, but she's still, she fights me on it. She's always trying to... You guys have a concept of independent money? Right. It's, yeah, which is, I mean, I I, it's weird because I guess she comes from some money, you know? Uh And so for her... Like believe she, it or not, Boogie, Woody's yeah. wife doesn't believe in that concept. <laughs> Jackie, well, Jackie has money too. It's just that it all used to be mine. I'll tell you a story. When I first was talking to my wife online, I thought I was getting catfished because look at me and then look at her, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, when she's like, I'll come and visit you. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Pay for your own plane ticket. And so she did. She showed up. And she paid for her own plane ticket, like 700 bucks or whatever. She stayed for like a week. And then she's on her way back home. And I'm like, oh, man, I really should give her that money. So I hit an ATM, and I gave her the money for the plane ticket, and she refused it. And I'm like, I'm going to marry this woman. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to marry this woman. She's like, no, keep your money. I had so much fun. I'm like, I'm going to marry you. Really? Did so you say that out loud? Do it? No, I didn't. I thought it. Good job. That's a bold move. That's a fast strike there, Cobra. I'm not sure but, uh, that would have been good. <laughs> to this day, she's still, we'll go out for a date night, and she'll buy me dinner half the time. It's just, it's, she's a very independent woman, which is awesome. Um, but uh, we finally, our rent is $850 a month, and then like a, a third of that's cut out by my roommate. And so our rent is like nothing. You look at the interest that you're paying on a loan on a monthly basis and you're paying almost as much as we're paying in rent anyway. Um, but, of course, we're not building equity, but then the money that I would be spending on a house instead goes into the bank account. And so, you know, we have liquid funds, and that's better than equity to me. Um, but we're finally looking at finding a house that will fit our needs because 
we're have we have a, a party every week. We have friends over to play games. We have friends over to hang out, and we need a bigger space for that. I've got the studio set up back here, but we'd still like to have a guest bedroom so that I could change the background here because that's why we keep this bed here. So we have frequent house guests. And um, what uh, what state do you live in? We're in Arkansas. The cost of living here is like Not like it's nothing. Bad. Why don't yeah. you go to Chattanooga? Take advantage of that gigabit internet. Oh God, oh Cox Communications. I I I'm so tired of fighting with them. Um, but they are finally, they're like, the, the tech today is like, so Gigabit's testing in several areas. It's going to be in Fayetteville soon. I'm like, oh, I love you, Cox Communications, for just not being Time Warner Charter. I mean, <laughs> property values are fairly low there as well. Well, um, the housing bubble never really burst in Fayetteville. So it's, it was always expensive, like, nationally. But uh, really, we can get a really solid four-bedroom for, like, 150 to 200000 and have it be right off the highway, which is super important in this area. And so, I, I don't know, we're looking in that neighborhood. But then you, you look at it, having to get a loan, and you look at it, my credit sucks because I was broke the majority of my life and I had a lot of medical bills. So we got to clean up the credit first. But I'm so scared to buy a house because I can't. you 200 grand in the bank. I know your few I, numbers. You wish I had 200 grand in the bank. You, you've got 200 grand in the bank. What have you been buying? Hey, I will never. Okay, I, one of the things you have. How to many consoles lot, do you have? I have a lot of medical bills. And okay. I, I I gotta go in every three months to get my um blood work done. I have had to I've had to pay for physical therapy and trying to rebuild my back. I have a lot that of money. That sounds awful. Yeah, it's not it's not fun. So yeah, but I mean, you, well, well, I do have some money in the bank, yes, and I'm not going to say how much. You don't have I'm to. Still, I, don't, I don't know, two hundred grand. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe, a little, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. All right, I, I you're good at this, Woody. You're good. I'm just going to say you're good. I'm, I should stop then. I don't want to be good. Um, but I, I, I'll just <laughs> say this: I think you should buy your house with cash. I, you've been talking that, about a loan and, and what you can borrow exactly and stuff. Exactly what we're thinking about yeah. doing. Yeah, you're a YouTuber. Like Jay Z would. And tomorrow's not promised, right? You know, like you don't know. You, you could say the wrong thing, or or, I, who knows? That for maybe your character becomes unpopular, right, Francis? I, I, right. I, I, I don't. This isn't implying it's going to or whatever. Hang I, I, on, let me paint a pretty picture while you're not unpopular on the internet. Maybe you lose so much weight that Francis isn't funny anymore. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Let's go with that. Yeah. One. That's actually a, that's a thing that could happen, and, and but you know if, if you look at the people who got big on YouTube before you, right? Every generation leapfrogs the other. Do you have two million subs yet? I don't know. Oh yeah, I just I passed two million. I'm like two million to ten thousand now. Congratulations. Uh, the frustrating thing about it is though, um, a lot of people say with your view count, um, my my YouTube rep will tell you that if ten percent of your subscribers are watching your content, you're doing an average load. And 10% of my viewers watch certain videos, and 10% of my viewers don't. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm I'm in a view decline right now, which is I'm still getting more than enough numbers to where with five videos a week and 100,000 people watching them every week, that's more than enough. And then my back catalog does a great job too. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm I'm not complaining by any stretch of the imagination. I imagine 100,000 people standing in one place watching my video. I can't even get my head around it. You it's know, crazy, right? Right, but um. We are we are aware that probably my bubble is starting to de deflate a little bit, and and that we've hit our peak in this last year, and and now we're making plans in that direction. That's one of the reasons I haven't spent any 
of the money. Yeah, and you and know, I'm telling you, because um, like you say your bubble's deflating, but here you are looking at October numbers. When games start dropping, right? Because there's nothing right. interesting. Well, the, the most interesting stuff isn't happening right now. Come November, right. come Christmas season, you might start getting a quarter million views a video. And, and right. you'll be like, oh, I was just wrong. I'm, I'm actually super strong. I was just looking at myself in a week time of year. But the core of it is nobody lasts forever, right? right you know, exactly. If, if you exactly. look at the, the wave of guys before you, I mean, it, 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 there's no one who stays on top. Well, the very few. Philip DeFranco is a freak of nature. He's popular forever and always will yeah. be. He's a friend of the show. I like him a lot. Um, uh, he is. Can I just... Can I, 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 can I just take a moment to kick, kiss Philip DeFranco's ass? He's <laughs> yeah. the nicest person I've ever met. Uh -huh. so, I go to VidCon this last year. I don't know why everybody doesn't go to VidCon. You really should. But I went to VidCon last year, and I've, I've got all these people that I want to meet, right? And Philip DeFranco is, like, on the top of that list because I've been right. watching it since YouTube was new. And uh, so I end up in this VIP lounge, and the Gregory Brothers are playing out front, and Corridor Digital, what, what is it, Rocket Jump or whatever their, their band is, is playing. And, like, we're at the backstage of that concert, and I meet, like, Tazon Day and, like, Matthew Santora and all these great people. And then DeFranco sees me from across the room and then comes to say hi to me. And, like, he was the nicest guy. I can't believe how nice he really is. And for some reason in my mind, I kind of thought meeting him, he might be a little jerky or something. I don't know. Uh -huh. I don't know why I thought that. But, like, he introduced me to the wife, and he's showing me baby pictures and stuff. And we talked, like, half an hour, and it was just the nicest human being. I agree. I cannot believe how nice he is. Everything you said. You know another one? Freddie Wong is really nice. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, absolutely. Both of those guys. And I got to meet. I got to meet his brother Jimmy. I played magic with Jimmy at VidCon. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I beat him, but <laughs> just really <laughs> get some. <laughs> so he's nice winning. Uh, uh, Freddie Wong and Philip DeFranco are to me like YouTube royalty, right? They're yeah. you know, like old school. They always respected, right? You know, he, he, let's say yeah, hypothetically. What's that? They've been made in a mafia. They've set. been made. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like they're like they're never going to come out of that position. Yeah, exactly. And and they don't have to be nice to me, but they do, and I appreciate that about them. Yeah. So. Amen. That's the best part about YouTube. That's what the best part about VidCon. It's the best part about a show like this. It's the best part about this community. Is it's so just filled with the nicest people, and it's such a club atmosphere. And like you know. Prior to VidCon, a lot of that stuff was getting in my head. You read the YouTube comments, and, and people are just down on you, and you're like, man, I just kind of suck, you know, and I, this guy's right. I probably should just fucking eat my bullet tonight, you know, <laughs> whatever you get, it gets to you, right? <laughs> um, but then you, like, meet your peers in the industry, and, you know, I would, like most of these people, I would not have considered myself a peer to them, but they considered me one. And I'm, like, meeting, and they were excited to meet me, that's just mind-boggling because I'm just some fat kid in Arkansas playing video games and bitching with Lisp, you know? And, like, the time you had me on the show for the first time, Woody. A huge, epic fan of you. I'm a, a fan of everybody on here, you know? Oh, thanks. So, I don't know. It's, a, it's, a, it's weird. But, that, yeah, the YouTube community is awesome. I'm, but, uh... yes, Philip DeFranco's bubble will never burst. That man will make infinite money. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I, I'm just looking at the Eminem lyric because you were saying everyone's so nice in this uh, community, and that's true. I feel like the nicest. Well, not to say that the less successful people are less nice, but the more successful people to me are always nice. It's the envious ones that sometimes, uh, you know, are not as cool. 
right? That's true. Know, That's absolutely true. The, 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 the ones who say, you know, whatever, Francis is bad. He shouldn't have 2 million subs. I should well, have I them should instead, have them, right? Yeah. The people only realized how much better I was than that guy. And, uh, um, that there is that crowd too that exists and they're noisy, <laughs> but, but what are you going to do? So, yeah. um, but yeah, and that's why, you know, like Freddie W. The thirst Franco. is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, but yeah, I'll spare all these guys from Tractor Talk, but I am going to have some, uh, some legit redneck toys at some point. I'm coming to your house and I'm playing. I'm telling you. We're going to have right. some fun. I've never been on a tractor. For a country boy, I suck. Because I'm like allergic to everything, so going outside is like instant death for me. My asthma kicks up, I can't breathe, I pass out. And that's not just because I'm fat, that's also because the world is attacking me. So I'm going to come to your house in a fucking hazmat suit when you get suited up. We're doing all that crazy shit you did with like wings and boot camp, and you're going to kick my fucking ass. Because I'm almost there, I'm almost there by the way. Uh I want to make that very clear, the last time I was on PKA, I couldn't stand up. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I could not see. Really? Almost, I didn't ever know you got to that point. I was seconds, almost right? bedridden. Like 30 seconds was unbearable. And now when I go into the kitchen at night, after when I first wake up in the day, the first two hours, my back is unusable. But after two hours, I can be on my feet three to five minutes. I'm, 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 doing, I'm getting in and out of the floor to do my yoga. I'm doing, I'm doing it out of the chair. I'm doing wall push-ups for five minutes at a time. I'm getting there, and it's all DDP, man. That dude, I mean, he's a little disappointed in me right now because I'm not losing weight at the rate he would like. My diet is not perfect, and it's okay to be disappointed. I mean, I'm glad he's disappointed in me because it makes me want to try harder. So wait a minute. Your example of feeling better is midnight snacking, though? Like, I caught that. You're like, hey, so now when I go to the kitchen at night... Well, no, I, I still eat three meals a day like a human being. And so at night, you know, I, I eat dinner with my wife when I wake up because I'm still a day sleeper. So I wake up at about 4 p.m. every day. My wife comes home. We have dinner together. We watch a show together. I put her to bed, and then I start my YouTube day. Mm-hmm. And that's my eight hours of work. And so after about two or three hours of, of work, I go have lunch like any other human being. And then after I'm done with my work, I have dinner and watch some Netflix like any other human being. And then I'm done with the day, and I go to bed. And so when I go to the kitchen to get my lunch, which is generally a salad these days, uh, or you know some shrimp with you know nothing on them or whatever, um, then I'm able. You know if I have to microwave something, uh, have have one of my life's nice little gluten free meals, I, and it's in there for four minutes. I'll stand up for four minutes and I'll do my, I'll do my DDP while I'm waiting. You know, and it's such. I'm almost there. I'm almost boot camp ready. Six months from now. So I don't know what DDP is. Yeah, uh, is that a okay. person, a routine? Uh, DDP or? is Diamond Dallas Page, the okay. professional wrestler. Do you guys know this guy? I know the name. Yeah. Okay, so here, here's what he's done with his life, and I'm going to tell you some really cool stories about him if you don't mind. I'll I'll go for a while because these I don't <laughs> I, I only tell them in personal life. I don't I've ever really feel like they fit my channels so well, so I haven't told them. Um, but he uh got into the wrestling game really late. Um, he wanted to get into it earlier, but he just never got the opportunity. When the opportunity finally arose, he was like 30. And that's really old to be doing that kind of damage to your body. Mm-hmm. So he, in the first couple of years, got a back injury that almost took him out of the game. And he tried everything, physical therapy, things along that lines. It was yoga that got his back fixed. And it, he tried yoga for the first time because a physical therapist told him he should, but he hated all the spiritual crap in it. So he wanted to create yoga for regular guys, 
for people like him. So he mixed in calisthenics along with it. You know, the classic training that you're used to doing, but also that resistance pressure that you build with your own body. And that is what allowed him to fix his back enough to wrestle and make uh, multiple millions of dollars and become world champion and become a headliner and become a household name for a lot of wrestling fans. If he had never found yoga, he wouldn't have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he retired from wrestling, he, that was the next phase of his life. I'm going to teach other wrestlers to do this. Well, then I'm going to teach everybody to do this. Um, and it's it's yoga for, I think he calls it, it's not your mama's yoga is his tagline. The original publication was yoga for every man or something like that. Um, so it's resistance training, and it's perfect for really big guys because we don't need anything more than our own bodies. You don't need weights if you're already this size. And it also really focuses on diet, some of which people consider hokey because he does recommend gluten-free um, but the reason he recommends gluten-free is because in his personal experiences, wheat can cause inflammation of an injury. And in every wrestler he's ever worked with, when they cut out wheat, their injuries, the impact that it has on their body is lessened. Hmm. And so it's purely anecdotal, but it works. So that's one of the reasons he says to do it. Um, and then the yoga is all resistance training, and there's some very deep levels of it. I've seen the hardcore stuff. My wife has done up to, I think, I think she tried... Double diamond, I think. I forget the, the terminology he uses. Um, but he, she tried, like, the third workout. And it just ruined her. Just ruined her. And she, I mean, I've seen her do, like, Jillian and or Jillian Michaels stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what this guy has dedicated the last part of his life to is just saving lives. Saving fat people's lives. And so when he was here, I said one of the stupidest things I've ever said in my life. <laughs> I was like, well, don't worry, Dallas. I'm not going to let you down, man. You know, we'll sell some, we'll sell some DVDs. And he got so fucking mad at me. Really? And you did not want a six foot eight, three hundred pound man <laughs> who's nothing but muscle mad at you. And so he looks at me and goes, Boog, let me ask you a question. Do you think I want to be a millionaire? And I said, Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, Well, good news, I already am. You think I'm here to save I'm here to make money? And I'm like, No, sir. He goes, I'm here to save your fucking life. And I'm like, Oh. Oh. And then over the next two days, I watched him interact with other people. And in his phone, he's got uh, all these great people he's introduced me to, 400, 500, 600-pound people who are trying to save their lives, people who were 500 pounds that are 200 pounds today, whose lives he saved. And literally, he would have to stop our training sessions to take a phone call for somebody that he's personally worked with, not because they're famous, not because they're YouTube famous, not because they're anybody other than just someone who bought his DVD one day. And he just saw their number and decided to call them and say, hey, thanks for buying the DVDs. Is there anything I can do for you? That man is a fucking hero to me. He is without. He is I, one of the best human beings on the planet. So... <laughs> I have never seen anybody. He said the other thing. He said I, I joke about the millionaire thing because he jokes about it. So whatever. If you if you jelly much, then put it on a slice of bread with some peanut butter and eat it. Okay. Uh, he said to me, um, he goes, well, it's got gluten in it. Do what? <laughs> he said it's got gluten in it. Got gluten in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> this, he says uh, he's just so nonchalant. He this this man fixed us dinner. He wouldn't let my wife serve. He set her down and served her when he came into our home. That's this man. I, I can't believe And she got up. She's like, I'll, does anybody want a second slice of pizza? And he goes, Dad, sit down. You do enough. Hmm. I can't believe. I couldn't believe. That's the first time I ever met him. But he's sitting there, 
in his chair, and I'm singing his praises because you know that's what I do. Mm-hmm. When I meet somebody like that, I'm, my ass, my nose is brown, my lips are <laughs> fucking firmly on their ass. It's what I am. And uh, so I'm like, man, I can't believe you're doing this for people. I can't believe, I mean, that th- you would do this for me. You're just a fucking miracle worker. And he goes, well, I will tell you, Bug, one of my friends said to me the other day, you're like a karma millionaire. And, uh, well, I said to him, I'm the other kind of millionaire, too. <laughs> but if I had to choose, I guess I'd choose the karma kind. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is that is that man. He is an enigma. And then in the same day, I got to watch him uh, the, on the last day we were here, the third workout of the which he beat my ass and uh, got me on the path to healing my back. I watched him fight three zombies in real life with the Zombie Go Boom team. He he killed one with a sledgehammer, another with a trash can, and another with a flat iron. So one of those steel chairs. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you haven't seen the video, man, I hope that you look it up. It's Zombie Go Do Boom DDP. Um, look that video up because he's like, first I'm going to wake the zombie up, and he hits it with the steel chair, and he's not even putting full force into it, but he obliterates it. It fragments into a giant red spray because the man is just that strong. And I asked him later, I'm like, how do you, how do you survive something like that when you're wrestling? And he goes... Well, you just hope, really, because there's no way to fake hitting somebody with one of these chairs, Boog. You just hit them with the chair and hope they're tough enough to take it. <laughs> like, Jesus, what a job. And uh, the other thing that was really amazing about him, and I don't want to embarrass him in any way, is uh, he taught me the pow- healing power of ice. And so every day, an hour or two, my back is being iced. Every day, first two hours, I'm awake. It's miserable, and my butt's wet all the time because it eventually leaks me. That man walks around with like two or three ice packs taped to him all the time. Huh. Yeah, because ice is good, but it's got to be cold. And right, yeah, right. It sounds obvious, right? But like uh, it's, uh, <laughs> my wife and my, my daughter, you know, will ice something down. And they wrap it in all these like, uh, um, I don't know what to call it, like a dish that rag type thing. thing. To the yeah. point where it's not, you know, discomforting anymore. And every so no, often they'll have, they'll like, a plastic bag. Every so often they'll actually need ice. You know what I do? Like when, like when I was doing jits and stuff, I needed to ice shit down all the time. I put ice in a, like a Dixie cup and then I just like peel the top of the Dixie cup on, direct apply that shit. That's as cold as ice gets. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, I'm... it's no fun. It's discomforting. But when you've got like a mouse on your head, yeah. it, it, it I get that Ziploc bag, you know, the gallon bags, mm-hmm. and that's just as big as my lower back is. Right. And then I just, like, lift the shirt up and pull the pants down and just lay, your, lay my ass right on it. And, yeah, it sucks, and it burns the skin, and mm-hmm. you have a big red mark back there. And over time, the, the red mark on my back is, 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 is almost permanent. But who gives a shit because the muscles, after three months of doing this, are finally beginning to heal, and I can stand up long enough to take a fucking shower worth so much worth what know? did you do when you can only stand yeah. for 30 seconds i i i knew you sat How down to pee work? i didn't well, consider the shower no i did stand up to pee actually i've never had to sit down to pee fortunately because oh, you, you said that that's where yeah, i got it from yeah, but uh showers i've always i had to have my wife help for the last year which is kind of shitty for her um but you know it's kind of nice to shower with your spouse spouse too so it's, i mean it's fun too mm-hmm. But I would have to take a break. I would get in. I'd be in for about a minute and a half. We'd do my, my top half. We'd rinse, and then I would sit down on the toilet and get the bathroom soaking wet. And then when my back was finally rested enough to get back in. Prior to that, before I had the strength to do that, I was actually I had a shower chair, you know, bariatric shower chair, mm-hmm. which 
cost a fortune to get one that's heavy enough to, to hold you. Um, but that's what we ended up having to do to keep me uh, to get me clean. And uh, prior to that, when my back injury was fresh, I guess a year and a half ago, uh, sponge sponge showers. And you know, yeah, it was fucking miserable. Man. Next house, master uh -huh. bathroom, dual shower heads. Make it oh, happen. Oh yeah. Make I. It, by the way, just real quick for your it, audience. Like that. Have we have we talked about shower heads on Sorry, the show? Have we talked about detachable shower heads on the show yet? Uh, well, shucks, I don't, I don't think we've ever had shower talk. Carry on. Um, detachable <laughs> shower heads. Go buy one from Walmart today. Get like the, even the twenty-five dollar, fifteen dollar one. And it's you'll never want to shower with that one again. And I like okay, obviously I'm fat, so I need to get water to places, you know. Um, but even skinny guys like you, you will never realize that you don't get clean until you have a detachable shower head. It's the best thing. Plus, your wife is gonna love it if you get the vibrating kind. The you know, it's funny you said that. So we did Parade of Homes, right? And uh, and we're going from like house to house and all of them have, I don't know if you if you have no idea what Parade of Homes is. They're typically new construction and they're right. really high-end homes. They're like, they're like your dream homes. And uh, I see all these detachable shower heads and I'm like, every one of these houses has like a female masturbatory device built into them. <laughs> it's just the scoop. <laughs> But I'm telling you, man, like if you think your butt's clean right now, it's not as clean as it could be, and you're going to get a really <laughs> clean butt. You're going to have a First super all, clean butt. You're going to be so happy. The I gall of you to assume my ass cleanliness. First of all, <laughs> my ass is cleaner than yours, I promise, right now. Second of all, <laughs> I have a shower, a detachable shower head, and, uh, and yet I, I rarely actually like get it down and use it. I feel like I can get everything clean and like rinse and but it get just all the crevices. I just like I could get a leg way up here and scrub, you know, like it's not a big deal. Well, okay, but here's the thing. It feels really good on your balls. That's the other thing. No. Nope. <laughs> you don't like it on your balls? No, I don't. I've 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 hit them before, like while rinsing, and it's a painful experience because there's a lot of pressure. I got a lot of water pressure here. God, you're such a wimp, man. Come on! I, look, I, I don't know how, like, I don't know how much ice you're putting on your balls that you can take this high pressure water. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying that I, I can't even enjoy, like, wow, how, how dirty you allowed to get on the show? I forget. I can't even enjoy a head unless she punches me in the balls two or three times. Is that true? Or are you telling a joke? I'm telling a joke. Oh, because no, I've heard that on Reddit before. Uh, really? Yeah, some people. That's a thing. But um, what was I gonna say? Oh, oh, I use the um, the like wet toilet wipe things, and I oh, feel like good. yeah. So, so if you're using oh, regular toilet line. paper, then you're an American, typical, and I think that um, that you know we're not really first world with regards to butt cleanliness. But with the advent of those like white wet like like the baby wipe toilet paper things, uh, America has once again joined the world leaders in butthole cleanliness. I I don't. I, I want to I answer confident. that I get asked all the time, and it's going to be a PKA exclusive. I'm going to make you rich right <laughs> now. People are always wondering how I wipe my butt. And if you guys really want to know, I will go to the specifics today. I would love to know. Dude, I need a unanimous here. I need everybody oh, yeah, needs yeah. to uh, yeah, they would. I'm sure. Kyle, yes? Yeah. Kyle, Please. Kyle's excited. You can tell Kyle's excited. I'm going to need to get a notepad so, so I can keep up. <laughs> some people wipe sitting down, and some people wipe standing up. Did you know that? It's it's about evenly split. Mm -hmm. Half the people was wife standing up, another up. Okay, so obviously I have to stand up. That's obvious, right? Uh, it was not to me. Right. Okay. I, I had really the other option is Demonstrate. 
I prop up another. No, there's definitely not doing that. I prop up my left leg. We'll see. On, you really on the toilet. So I'm like that. Obviously, I'm spread, and then it's just a simple matter of reaching around. Back Everybody to front. thinks like some sort of magic, but it's just I it's the exact thing that you do, except I put a leg up on the toilet. Back to front. Or front um, to back. Well, it's out of necessity. I have to go from uh, balls to back. So I oh, guess okay. it's front to back, but right? When you're wiping, front you're standing back. there like you're conquering the toilet. Right, that's exactly. Like, you're oh. Captain, Morgan. <laughs> Captain Morganing. I yeah. just <laughs> shit in you. <laughs> Captain Morgan's while he wipes his ass. Awesome. All right. So, so standard balls around. <laughs> and, like, how long like, does it take a long time? Does well, just um, actually, one of the things I have to do that's different from you, you guys probably use just like two or three squares per wipe or whatever. I end up having to create almost a uh, ball of probably 10 or 15 squares, which I then wrap around my hand to get a nice flat surface going so that way I can fully reach and cover my entire ass, and then it'll still take two or three of those. Hmm. So that's probably the biggest difference in what I'm doing and just your average guy who stands up. Well, we are certainly not using two or three squares. This isn't World War II. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, like, what? <laughs> no, 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 just two. Just two. I don't know how oh, fucking too many people shit. Like, like you, it's as much mystery about how I shit for you guys <laughs> how you fucking shit. I don't know what you guys are fucking doing in there. It's I'll tell you. It's like a rabbit, but they're about the size of a marble instead. <laughs> so, so I poo, and then I take <laughs> no. the the regular toilet paper that everyone uses while sitting, and I wipe back to front maybe two or three times. At that point, I'm roughly standard clean, right? Wipe it till it's white. And then I come in with, the, or even if it's not totally white on the thing, I switch to the wet toilet paper, and like, like a baby wipe. And oh, with yeah. that, I will wipe, fold it so that if there's any dirt in there, it's in the middle. Wipe and then keep doing that until there's uh, nothing but pure cleanliness. And I have effectively taken like a, a baby wipe thing and got it as uh, you could eat off it. Yeah, the but, baby wipe thing anybody. just makes you like feel like one of those women in a tampon commercial where they're walking around confident, clean, happy. Like that's how you <laughs> feel. You're like, there's no shit on my asshole that's left over. I am, I'm good to go about my day. Yeah. I, w I will tell you that a lot of um, big people uh, my size, who don't have the flexibility to do that, um, will actually invest in uh, either portable bidets or an actual bidet. And you can actually find these online. They'll have basically a, a, you'll, you keep the barrel of water next to your sink, and then you'll have the little head, which you can then tilt in, and then you'll just pump it, as you, and it'll wash your ass for you. So I think, I think when we finally get into bidet technology here in the United States, then we will finally join the first world. My new house has a portable. So people are walking around with pumpable kegs full of ass water. Yeah, right. So here's one thing about my here's one thing about my pooping. So I poop in the morning. Whenever I wake up, I go and uh, I go in the bathroom. The first thing I do is turn the sink on to hot because it takes a while because I'm in the far end of the house. The hot water heater has to empty all the lines or whatever. Turn on the hot water. Take a shit while the shower is running. By the time I'm done. Shower's done. I wipe my ass like a normal human being. I don't think we need to go into how I fold <laughs> and all. But get it no, but how, how do you do it? Get into it. Um, I don't know. Roll up uh, like a, a wadding of toilet paper and go balls to ass, and then maybe like go in for a like 
asshole to cheek if I think it got extra messy down there or something. Yeah, you gotta check yeah. the periphery it, for splash damage. Yeah, you know, there was like one of those like that scene from <laughs> bathroom in Florida that time. My ass cheeks had shit on them. It was one of those things where my butthole <laughs> just went. So like. I really had to go like asshole to like cheek and you know back to front, front to back. There was wetting of toilet paper. You were working like a nine inch radius around the butthole. Yeah, the whole like, my my ass was dirty in a scenario like that. But under a normal scenario with a regular diet, it's not like that. Uh, so so you know I get clean, then I brush my teeth, then I get in the shower, and at no time throughout my day do I need to take a secondary shit because my my. Digestive system is programmed like that. It's extremely rare for there to be a secondary shit. You know, I'm really sad that I was hoping we'd get through at least one PKA without a bunch of shit talking. <laughs> I didn't bring up <laughs> shit talking. <laughs> I don't know how that got started. We, no, we, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, I've got an issue. About... My, my new house has a bidet, and I'm not 100% sure how to use it. And I, I'm looking you just at... kind of bend down and splash it up on your face, get nice and clean. <laughs> like, I, I get that there's some steps like it pours water out like the back of it sort of straight instead of up towards where your butt would be and i think you use that flow beforehand to get the the temperature right and then you just sort of switch it and it shoots up and then use it afterhand to like rinse out the basin one more time somebody told me that you face the wall like opposite a toilet like butters would use a toilet you know with the little <laughs> coffee table right in front of you for your book um and then uh, and, and I just always sort of took that as fact. I've used a bidet before, but it was in Japan, and it was really just a high-tech toilet that had a bidet built in. And I kind of wonder if that Japanese bidet had a um, like a seeing eye in it or something, because one, <laughs> Japanese people are fucked up, and two, it was perfect. It always <laughs> hit in exactly the right spot. Yeah. Like it got a targeting system, and they're yeah. selling the video of it in a vending machine. <laughs> exactly right. It <laughs> was no, like no, no, no. Even... <laughs> Yeah, somebody's down there putting quarters in a machine, squirting Woody's asshole. Some freak Japanese guy aiming at my butthole. And, and, and but but yeah, it was curiously like on target every time. You're like, ooh, yeah, that that was perfect. Now wasn't it? And um, so so this new one that comes with the house is like the traditional European thing, not just a high tech toilet. And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm Googling and stuff. I found pictures of people facing the wall and with their back to the wall. So if any Here's of you sophisticated Europeans know exactly how to use yeah. a bidet, leave me some instructions in the comments. Do you think a sophisticated European is ever going to watch you use your, your bidet, though? So uh, if For a couple quarters, he'll have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like a training run on a bidet. I've never used one. Hey, get in here, like, Mike. Get watch me. And do like let a poop shuffle over to it. Let me know how my uh, form is, Mike. Uh, <laughs> no, you, you wipe first and get yourself pretty clean. Like maybe you know to the standard of cleanliness that you have today, and then you go to the bidet and you bring in the. It's, a, it's an additional water phase. Super clean. But then you have to rewipe, get all that water off. Otherwise, you're gonna have swamp ass all day. And you can't uh, use toilet paper to just get the water off, or a little balls of toilet paper gonna be all over you. Um, are there ass towels? <laughs> is it there might be ass, ass towels. towels. It's a damn good. That's question. a lot of needless laundry. Um, I just look ass towels piling up. This is just your daily <laughs> reminder that what do you get them with ass on them? Like all, all <laughs> cursive and like you just know those are your ass towels. Oh, yeah, I, I can answer your question. Uh, once you clean your genital and anal areas, you dry yourself off. Some bidets have a cloth towel nearby. 
Do not use in all capitals. The towel <laughs> is for drying off your hands only. Most oh. bidets have a built-in air dryer for you to use. I'll have to look for that. If the one that you are facing does not, use toilet paper or other paper towels to dry yourself off. Hell Don't... no. I'll have an ass towel. <laughs> not savage. I think ass towel should have your name on it. Like, you know, ass. even husband and wife should have like a Woody and Jackie ass towel. Yeah, in beautiful calligraphy. <laughs> <laughs> it should say ass towel right on it yeah. and it should say woody's ass towel so that if you're a guest at our house you know what you're getting yourself into you know hey, hey, woody do you mind if i borrow your ass towel you know it was a real nightmare in there oh no problem <laughs> <laughs> no uh, this I is your depressing reminder yeah. that for millions of years uh people search for clean water and right now we're so lucky to have so much of it we shit in it every day how awesome is that it's great. Every time we shit, we're just like, oh, you know, it's not, it's not going to be good unless I'm shitting into clean, potable water. Because exactly, fuck it's a big every man the past. Of piece of shit. Well, I like to know that's a water source if I ever have to go that that far. Yeah. You know, you well, know you also of... do need to do it into clean water because doing it into dirty, tepid, nasty, germ-ridden water would be awful for society. You'd be spreading oh, disease everywhere. Right, like the backsplash alone would kill you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oops, it's got just... a little syphilis. It's like straight up a bowl of water. But I, I hear water is a renewable resource, though, right? Like it keeps coming around. It, it, if you use your water, like it, so the house that we didn't buy was on a lake, and the guy used to instead of cleaning his swimming pool or putting chlorine in it, he just drained the pool and fill it up again. And he's like, "There's so much water." He's like, "And I get the water from there, and then I just put it back." When I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, he's not wrong. Like, you can totally see that's what happens. It drains out the side of the yard and just back into the lake. But something, well, something, uh, he's getting it from the well, though. Something. Well, he's getting it from uh, the well, but it, I mean, it's the well's right. Uh, I'm guessing the underground river is flowing into the lake, probably. Anyway. I would have to assume it's the lake flows into the river. Something, it's all connected. It's just one big water source. No, you Maybe say? Not, Maybe not. Uh, I, I'm totally outside my area of expertise. I know it was deep. I know that they they used all the pipe on the truck, whatever that is, 500 feet or something. It's pretty deep. Mm. Hey, did your dad get the generator out of the well yet? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's a well <laughs> pump. It's it's way down in a well. He's got a really expensive, really deep well, and the well pump. Uh, somebody ran over the top of it, and so the pump itself fell down the shaft, and it's really far down there. I don't know. Um, something happened. I know somebody came, like some new professional came recently, but I don't remember if they, if they were successful or not. My guess would be no. No one else has been. They've sent robot arms down there with cameras and all kind of like hook and anchor setups and all kind of bullshit. Like, it seems like it'd be totally doable. Like, like you could, I guess they're worried they'll damage the well. Cause I'm telling you for a hundred bucks, I could get it out. Right. I, I could, I, I, I swear to God, I drive my truck up to the well I'd get some long rope, I'd hook it to my winch, and I'd get that shit out. I, I... The problem is that you've got a, PV, a large PVC pipe, PVC pipe, and the, the motor itself is shaped like a cylinder. Uh, I don't know if you know, but like these well pump mm -mm. motors. No, I don't know. Cylinder. It's a submersible motor. It, it goes in the water anyway. It just fell farther than it's supposed to fall. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not connected to anything anymore. So it's a, it's, a, it's a steel cylinder within a plastic cylinder, and it's wedged into it. And they're the professional guys who like do that sort of thing and like have the big well truck and these he's got like this closed circuit TV monitor he's looking into and robot arms and shit. They failed multiple times. 
this. And they I, spent days at it. I'm guessing they failed, though, because they're trying not to destroy the area. And that's the complexity that I don't understand. If it was just a matter of getting a hook on it and horsepower, then any fool could do it. That was kind of what I was getting at. It. There's nothing to, there's, that's the thing. There's just, okay. do it is, is, is a thing. There's, there's nothing to connect it to. Uh-uh. If they could hook to it, they'd get it out. Right. You're totally right about that. Like, like if you could grab it, you can get it out. Like, that's not a problem. It, it's just they horsepower can... and rope, you know? Grabbing like... it is the problem. How did a generator fall straight down a well? Okay, so <clears throat> the, the, there's a portion of the well that's extremely deep that's drilled, but then there's a portion above that that's, I don't know, a couple hundred feet or something that's lined with PVC pipe. And um, How big is it? Um, I don't have any concept of a well. Okay. And the motor is about this big around, and it's a long cylinder with a wire that hooks to it. And it, was, it wasn't that deep initially, like, I don't know, 30 feet down or something like that, but it was suspended there, in the, in the, and it was pumping the water up and out and supplying it to the, to the area, wherever it was going to. He ran over the cap of the well, the top of it, and released whatever was holding that well and it just fell to the bottom. Or the, the, excuse me, it released the, uh, the cable and the wiring and everything that was connected to the motor, and that fell down to the bottom of the fucking well. So it's just down there like... I don't even know what it looks like. Like In the video, it looked all dark and murky and nasty because there was so much silt stirred up, but they can't seem to get it. Hmm. You know the well on my new property? My new thing? You said it looked like a death trap? Yes. That's actually the real well. That thing. If you look inside it, it's not very death trappy. It's like they put a, they like, I, like you picture like an old British well, but brick instead of stone around it, and it has like a little roof thing. That's what it looks like. But if you walk up to it, it's. Could you like, throw a person in the, into it if you wanted? No, there's um, there's like a thick cement like lid on it that you can if move you if you want. had to. What'd you say? But if you wanted to. If you wanted to, yeah. A person couldn't fall in. But if you wanted to, say, dispose of a body, you could pull the lid off and dump it. Maybe just keep somebody down there until they want to talk. I like yeah. the way you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. You could do that. Woody's lab. Ooh. That's <laughs> yeah. You're going to torture Woody himself. Get in there, Woody. What? <laughs> I'll be talking in five minutes. Get me the fuck out. Uh, you want to talk uh, about Canada? Oh, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm, I, I read on CNN about the story, but I feel like not having like cable TV, I, I don't keep up with the news as well as yeah, I could. I feel like maybe I've missed some of the updated things, but I know that, so I know that the, um, the guy who was standing guard at, uh, the war memorial was shot twice point blank with a rifle of some kind and killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of days before, there'd been a military member or two that had been run over with a car, and I think one of them died. And then the same day that this uh, guard was shot twice, I don't know if it was the same person or if it was different individuals. They said they were looking for two or three people maybe, but that was early on. Um, I guess went into their um, what would be the equivalent of our Capitol building, their um, Parliament Hall or something like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Started shooting in there, and then some guy there, some older guy who's like the sergeant at arms or something, killed him. Yep. Uh, that's all I really know. And I guess oh. they, they definitely were like, um, I don't know, Algerian Muslims or something like that. Like, Yeah, what, you sent me that cartoon. Like the first yeah. frame of the cartoon was like, hey, everyone, calm down. We don't really know who did this. And they're Muslims. <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah, I... 
Not all Muslims are bad people. But all bad people are Muslims. Or <laughs> something like that. But of course, that's wrong. But I didn't say that. <laughs> um, I will no, tell it, you, my favorite thing about this whole Canada tragedy is the way their news media handled it. Yeah. And I think that is fantastic. If you, there's a video that trended on Reddit's uh, video page, and that video basically has the guy from the news never mentioning the name of the shooter, never mentioning the affiliates that he's with, but instead he celebrates the life of the soldier and celebrates the strength of Canada. And that's how you handle these things. In the United States, whenever some crazed shooter fucking uh, uh, kills a child, the very first thing we do is make him famous. You know, and the very next thing we do is advance a political cause. It can right. be anti-gun, it can be pro-war, it can be whatever you want. But for some reason, that death should mean lower taxes or, you know, whatever right. it is yeah. that you wanted to it, happen. It's true that, that video games cause cancer or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it creates, it inspires people who are mentally unfit to copycat in order to be that famous, like I want to, I want to teach the world how miserable I am. I want to shake the world. I'm going to kill somebody too, and we perpetrate that violence by making these people out to be villains. When you shun them, when you ignore them, when you ignore whatever bullshit cause they stand up for, that's how you beat terrorism. Instead of patting everybody on the balls every time they have to fucking fly, you know, instead of instead of Spending ten years trying to figure out how to rebuild Freedom Tower. You know what hmm. we should have done, in my opinion? We should have built the same fucking towers in the exact same way in the same goddamn place. I like the version where they had, like, four towers and there were five towers in the middle finger orientation. Have you seen oh, those? Yeah. <laughs> no, that would have been an excellent, excellent idea. But, I mean, at, at, at the end of the fucking day, man, I what I admire about my Canadian brothers and sisters right now is the incredible fucking strength they show and the way they celebrate that strength. And instead, in the United States, when a tragedy like this happens, we use it as an excuse to point out our weaknesses. And and like you said, Woody, pick a political agenda and, and, and try to put that guy as the face of the enemy. That's how we handle every fucking thing in this country. And it's really frustrating. I love the United States. I'm a proud patriot. I'm so glad that of all the places I could have been born, I was born here. But I think part of patriotism is being able to point a fucking finger at the bullshit that goes on in your country. And I fucking hate our current media. I despise the way they treat us, the way they treat news, the way they treat... This fucking disgusts me. And I, the worst part about it is I'm old enough to where I remember when Dan Rather sat in his chair as the anchor and just read the news. No political slant, no bullshit. There was no Fox News and CNN. Two different flavors of, of, of some fucking agenda that they're trying to push. But just the fucking news. Here's what's happened today. And here's how we, you know, how it's going to affect the world. And here's how we fucking fix it. I like Tom Brokaw. All right, yeah. I don't know fucking know, man. I'm an old man. I'm an old cranky man, and I want you young pieces of shit to get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> You're an old cranky man, but I saw you deal with 4chan. I, 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 this was maybe three months ago. Oh, yeah. 4chan more or less attacked your channel, right? Like they were coming right. at you fussing about something I don't recall, but they were doing a raid. And you handled it so brilliantly. You're like, listen, fags, which is a, a 4chan thing. People don't go. I got in so much trouble for using that word. Oh, my God. I can't believe how much trouble I've gotten for using the word 
fag on 4chan in context. I, I, yeah. I, anyone, I have, anyone who fussed doesn't understand 4chan, 4chan culture in even the slightest. No, they all okay. refer to each other as fags. And worse, and there's this idea that like if you go so extreme, it desensitizes these terms. Right. Well, in reference to what you're saying, though, I went to 4chan, and I'm like, why are you raiding me? What have I possibly ever done? I'm one of you. I've always been one of you. You are the guys who pulled me from the blackness of my life when I was a neckbearded, antisocial, hate-filled piece of shit, and you helped me build myself to this. I'm one of you. I'll always be one of you. What the fuck? Why it the fuck just, would you ever pick I, me? I remember it a little different. It was more like, hey, new fags. I've been on 4chan since you were in internet diapers. <laughs> you know, you fuckers think you're gonna rustle my jimmies? All the code words, right? He knew all the terms. He was oh. in. He's like, no, no, no. My jimmies don't get rustled. I'm an old fag. I'm, you know, the person who made 4chan what it is. Like, like you and and. I, I I played the old fat card. I did. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. it was brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. And I, I remember when B. You know, do you remember when B was good? Because B was never good. I want to be very clear about that. I know this <laughs> from my pre-boxy days. Okay, when you guys were just fucking just as shitty as you've always been. That's the fucking concept, by the way. That's why I was there because of how shitty it always was. Because I liked the shittiness. I read Reddit about as much as I read 4chan these days. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, maybe my taste have developed a little differently, and maybe I do just like fucking cat pictures now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit it. But I mean, that is. I don't like what I've always been, man. You know? Well, fuck that. Fuck you then. Cat what pictures said? He doesn't like what? I, I don't like the cat pictures. I, I don't either. Motherfuckers. I hate like, all cat pictures. I hate I raving care. about bacon. Get over it. Oh yeah. god, bacon is I, so I, overrated. My Reddit, my Reddit is. I got an adult Reddit. Uh, <laughs> um, and and 4chan is just seems to be adult all the time, just about depending on which board you're you on. You guys but... have seen my adult multi Reddit. That shit yeah, is as adult. Yeah. Oh, it's filthy. <laughs> There's stuff you know about it in there. It's like lactating jugs and shit. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, like, Reddit, like lobster claw jerk offs and stuff. <laughs> like, Reddit is the best thing to ever happen to porn. No matter how, no matter what your sick shit is. They've got it. Yeah. There's a subreddit for it. Yeah, Merka's like, what are some porn subreddits? Woody, I didn't know Panel was a fetish. <laughs> well. <laughs> I didn't well, know there, was a there were a lot of good oh, on shit. that list. I'm, I'm going to check out Panel right now. AFA, guys. <laughs> no, you'll get lost in it. <laughs> or you'll oh, have a shred shit. of empathy like a good human being <laughs> and not want to watch. What do this you have? The thing? There's well, cum I, haters I'm not and cum in this. I'm just interested in the fact that it exists. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to enjoy this, but holy shit, this exists. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Don't you like doing stuff like that? Where like, even if you're not into it or you don't think it's that interesting, you just want to go look around just to be like, man, this is a thing. This Someone sat down and thought, let's let's do this. Let's take a step and initiate this becoming yeah, a thing. Yeah, we used to have I, tons like, of fun uh, like that on Motherless. The space dick one is ridiculous. I have a friend. Here's a story that I like to tell every once in a while. I have a, a friend. friend who, um, no, seriously, I swear <laughs> to God. Uh, I have a friend who uh, has never dated, and he's like 40 now, and okay. he's not interested in dating. No. Um, one day, he likes a lot of anime, and he likes a lot of the hentai, hentai stuff. And uh, may, I always thought maybe it's just because that's what he's into. Maybe that's the only thing he really is in, into. Uh, one day we're watching this particularly fucked up hente thing together, like a family for some reason. <laughs> and I get out of the room. I leave because it's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. And eventually, <laughs> oh, describe the scene. Yeah, I want to know what, <laughs> yeah, what, what the cartoons, right? It was a horse 
animal hybrid that was per perpetrating a non-consensual sexual act on another person. And I think the scene has been made famous in internet culture because he says your his penis would grow the I, I don't know. I remember specifically. Hang, hang I think on. it says your resistance your resistance only makes me harder or something like that. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this I am completely uncomfortable with this. I do not want to watch this. <laughs> hang, hang on, I, 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 I want to get a real idea of what this porno was like. So so uh, you say a human horse hybrid. Is it a centaur? Oh, no, it was like, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, when they like humanize an animal rather than like being a hybrid? Anthropomorphize or something. Oh, right, right, right. Anthropomorphize, oh, right? Oh. And so it's something about an arena. You, your viewers are going to know what I'm talking about, too. I know. it's, uh, But it, I, and, and that's fine. If you're into that, that's fine. Enjoy it. Love it, man. Human sexuality is diverse and wonderful, and you like whatever you like, brother. So hang on, hang on. So this horse man <laughs> a woman or a man? He's. I, I think it's. If I remember correctly, it's a woman. But I do know there was a lot of gay sex in this thing. I think there was gay sex in this thing too. There's a Wrong. lot of gay sex in that thing, and I have no problem with that either. I mean, you're into it. You're into it. And I'll watch it. I don't give a shit. I'll watch anything. I don't, I don't have a problem well, with it. I don't watch it though. You walked out of the room. You were you were being very intolerant. If you well, ask me. I, what I'm not comfortable with. You should have sat there and. and just <laughs> <been> <laughs> what I'm not comfortable with is I and this is not my thing. I'm not into rape fantasy at all. You that does think not he was do getting off on it? anything for me. Is that, what you, is that what made you uncomfortable the most? Do you, th do you feel like he was like kind of no, getting no, off no, on no. That? I don't think he was particularly getting off on that. You don't. So, but we ended up in this epic debate about me walking out, and he's like, "Boog, you don't understand." And I'm like, "What?" And I'm like, "Is are you into the like the rape fantasy stuff?" And he goes, "No, Boog, I'm into violence." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "Violence. I want to be hurt, and I want other people to hurt me." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And so he went into slightly graphic detail of what he was into. And it's yeah. way deeper than I'm willing to share here and way deeper no, than... Oh, come on! Yeah, just come on, we share like, on this show. Like, show just a dark he, example. Don't divulge God, too I, much, I, just one kind well, of example. I'm going to talk to this guy here, so slowly. I hope he doesn't watch the show. I'm sure he doesn't. No, we're very... Uh, no one really knows about it. So, uh, our little he, secret. He wants to cut and bleed and mangle... Himself and uh, other people as part of the sexual thing. Does he want to disfigure people? I I don't remember and I can't directly speak for him, but possibly. Wasn't it a bit sexual? Did he say like he wanted like cut tits or like genitals? No, no, no. He just like, like it was. I, he was. It was not that detailed, but he was detailed enough to say violence, blood, gore, knives, cutting, just blood, blood, and hurting, hurting people. He wants the the Jesus. joy of it for him would be hurting. Does he have a knife collection or anything like that? No, no, nothing like that. In fact, maybe it is best this guy to his porn. Right. So what this guy says to me, he says to me, um, "So, Boog, that's why I've never dated, because if I ever were able to convince a woman to let me do this to them, I would hate myself if they wanted, if they let me do it. I would hate myself for doing it." I, I'll never date. I'll never date a woman. I'll never run the risk of, of having a woman in my life because I'm terrified of what I might become. And I'm like, holy shit, I don't know that I can hang out with this guy. Did, ah. you, did you go back during the day and stake him? No, no, not at all. So <laughs> on, on, our, on, my way home with, on my way home with my roommate, he looks at me and he says, um, Boog, I kind of feel you're really harsh on Kent. Oh god, it says name. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it's like I think you're really harsh on your whoever that person is. Please delete that out of the mod. Please do not let ah. that. What do you mute that? 
Um, or maybe his name was Jerry. Yeah, I think yeah. his name was Jerry. Right, anyway. right, Jerry. Now that I think about oh, it. It's called Rutherford. Rutherford is a tune. What his wrestling name be? I think you were, <laughs> I think you were very harsh on Jerry, and I'm like, dude, I don't think so. Did you hear the things he was saying? And my my roommate told me a lesson there. I'll never forget. He said, um, "Book, what is it you like when it comes to sex?" And I said. Blowjobs and like fucking girls and like watching them get fucked and like letting them fuck me. I'm, that's what I'm into. And he goes, Well, congratulations. You won the genetic lottery. You and your sexual preference is perfectly normal and perfectly acceptable, and society's going to reward you for it. And what gets you off is something that's easily accessible, and you're going to be lucky for the rest of your life to have access to it. Our friend does not have that luxury. What he is into is not socially acceptable and not possible. You really need to empathize with him not because he's not only not only aware of his fetish, but choosing not to do that because he feels it's wrong. Can you imagine the hell if you felt it was wrong to have sex with a girl's vagina or enjoy big fat titties in your face? Like how miserable would you be? And I'm like, oh my god, he's right. He is right. Well, but... I, I saw this woman testify in front of Congress, and um, I think what she was going for, if I remember it right, was um, gay marriage. And uh, she was heterosexual, but her son was gay. And it was interesting to me because, like, she's she's there in front of Congress. Like, you can picture, like, these senators, you know, on the little, like, I don't know, there's, like, a bunch of judges' podium-like things. And she's like, I thank God every day for my heterosexuality. But not everybody gets that. And, you know, my son isn't heterosexual. He's homosexual. And, you know, that's, it, it would be easy for him if he was hetero, just like it's been easy for me. My identity is clear and everyone's okay with it. And it was weird to me because in my head, she's standing there, like testifying in front of Congress saying, I like the cock and I'm glad I do. And that was like, <laughs> bam, you know, and, and she's right though. Like she, she's on easy street. If, if you're born hetero, you know, no well, one's going to give you a hard time. Something about this friend, uh, insofar as if could he get a girlfriend or something like that if he wanted, or is this like one of those, no, you know, like oh, I'm too fucked up, don't even bother, I'm too dangerous for you. Well, like again, kind of... I believe that anybody can get a girl because look at me, <laughs> look at me. I've dated uh, several women in my lifetime and and been very successful at it. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. But this guy would have a less hard time than I have had uh, to be able to do it because he's a smart and funny and successful guy and just all around great well, person. You better waste no time at staking him. They. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> It is uh, really, it is really ritual. fascinating. Halloween is coming up. That's the ritual time. Oh, it's not right now. That's the only time you can finally kill this immortal soul. But the point that I was making <laughs> is that human sexuality is wonderfully diverse and wonderful, just like it's a unique tapestry of fucked up shit, and it's so well, cool. Not always I'm wonderfully. Fascinated by it. Do what? I said oh, it's not all always right. wonderfully diverse. Of so like cutting and you're bleeding onto people. Like I, that's. That's not wonderful. One of the things that I've been accused of lately is not being able to see things in black and white. Like, I am always very neutral to a fault. And a lot of that comes from the fact that I was born by parents who were supposed to take care of me and instead tortured me for fun 
and I still learn to love those people. So I, that is probably one of my biggest character flaws is I'm always going to find the good in everything. And one of the things that I find in good in even the worst, disgusting parts of the Internet is that I, ha I have to look at the individual who who feels that way, who wanted to create this. Let's 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 go with Cake Fart, okay? That's a perfectly ben uh, benign one. There's a video on the Internet of a woman farting onto a cake. And someone, A, had to... Number one, that girl had to agree to do that. Uh-huh. Okay, and number two, someone had to want her to do that. And number three, because that video is popular, uh, people must have wanted to watch it happen. That's <laughs> wonderful. That's beautiful. That's number awesome. Four, I happen to know a turd escaped in that video. <laughs> she, I have not seen this video. <laughs> there was a lot of farting, but the, like that fucking marble. <laughs> There's a brown marble that escaped during that video. Oh my God. I've seen it. It's not <laughs> that you're calling cake fart. Guys, I'm going to go look at this again right now. But there, <laughs> so the point that I'm making is I don't like panel, and I kind of – it makes me worry about the person behind it who was like, man, I would love to hurt women's anuses. But at the same time, I'm just like, man, it's fascinating that human beings break in that particular way, and that's awesome to me. That's fascinating. You know, it's just fucking. Let's just salute what a giant nightmare humanity is, because it's just a beautiful, amorphous would, mess of just disgusting, shitty people. I would love I to watch old. Boogie watch those <laughs> fucked up videos and just have positive things to say about it. Like Boogie's right? watching somebody like cut himself and like bleed into somebody else's mouth. That's great that they're willing to risk con contracting hepatitis for what they love to do. Or just like <laughs> to put a spin. It's me. We'd push him to the edge of the village and we'd stone him or banish him or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, old Larry who likes to, you know, cut women's faces up while he fucks their ears. Like, Obviously, I condemn cutting off women's faces and fucking their ears, uh, especially being if a little judgmental. If it's consensual, I'm okay with it. Okay. If it's not consensual, I'm kind of just okay with it. But at the same time, hey, whereas hey, I, can, I have all I, seen, we've all seen Bram Stoker's Dracula. He didn't want to drink the blood. He was a criminal <laughs> the night. That's right. He that's true. Stake him. That's yeah. Like, he doesn't hate Dracula. He yeah, hates being a monster. Right. But uh, the point I'm making is I have a, a brain that is capable of looking at something and saying, this is wrong, this is awful, and it's disgusting that it happens. But at the same time, my brain can look at it and also say, I wonder what makes a person want to do that and try to understand the person so that I can understand humanity as a whole. So then the next time I come across somebody who will say that they want to do something or will do something like that, I can understand that person better and it allows me to relate to all other human beings because ultimately I am a student of humanity and I am fascinated with every other person and the more broken they are, the more interesting they are. One other thing that might work, humanity. if you can find the vampire that bit him and kill that vampire, because oh. <laughs> in the true. Lost Boys that's how it worked. Boogie, I've got a topic that's somewhat related in my head. So, so you're accepting of all sorts of different cultures and uh, ideas and the wonderfully brokenness that is human. How do you feel about Islam's treatment of women? Because okay, is, is it just another Part culture? Me, what are we doing? Okay, I'm going to say against. Quite against. clearly, quite clearly, on a personal level, I am I identify with first wave feminism. I was raised by a proud woman who happened to be a monster, but also a proud woman who worked for 25 years to provide for her family in the 1970s and the 1980s, who ultimately had to take care of her invalid husband 
for the last 10 years that she was raising children and then for the rest of her life. And she taught me a very important lesson that any woman is as good as any man and that they could accomplish anything in this world if they put their minds to it. And even though the deck is stacked against them, the women are strong enough to overcome it because they are just as good as anyone else and human beings are awesome. And that's what I learned from my mother. But I what does that mean? Take a like, wait, it depends on the like, job, right? What does that right? mean? Like, They're not as being good. a marine or a yeah, fireman a or any kind of physically demanding job. One? What does that really mean to be equal? Because if you cheapen it by saying everybody's the same, then you're not really giving proper credence to people who do excel in those well, areas. Well, okay, here's you know? the thing: is that um, in gender, a first what he means is they're good enough. In first, <laughs> what you're really talking about is gender feminism, which is something I'm not educated on at all. I am I am interested in f feminism under the law, and I'm under. Uh, so basically, as long as women are getting paid the same, I don't give a shit. As long as women are given the same opportunities, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if a woman gets. I want a woman to have the right to try to be a marine. If she fails to be a marine, that's for you guys to deal with. I don't what? fucking care. I would what argue women I, are I, getting I, paid the same. Do what? I think women are getting paid the same. Yes, we have we had to work very hard to get to here, but we are pretty close to that. Yes. Well, well it is the same now because otherwise companies would just hire women because oh, yeah. that would be the most prudent procedure. I'm a small right. business owner, and if women really work thirty percent cheaper, there'd be no dudes on staff. Yes. So what you're really saying is that either companies are too dumb, or their sexism overrides their need to make money, or that men are just so much better that they're worth the extra twenty-five cents. It's well, not again, just that I, they're I, better; it's that they make different lifestyle choices, no, right? Like I, I know. I'm just I know, you know that this I, for yeah. the audience. I, I, the argument is, if if women are getting paid a third less, they're either choosing jobs that pay less, right? You know the traditional roles of nurse well, and, is, and teacher versus the, doctor and is, engineer. Right. That is one of the biggest things is that for a lot of women, advancement opportunities are not readily available because they will advance a man in a corporation or a company more often than they will a woman. If you look at the top, the one of the reasons you say that women get paid less. When it comes to first wave, God, I can't believe I'm going to be condemned for being a feminist today. But it's going to happen after the shit I've been through over the last couple of months. Here I am talking the feminist talk. I'm going to get fucking railed for, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm used to being railed for being my own person. But um, because women don't get advanced in the CEO positions, because they don't get advanced in executive positions, the average pay that they're working for. If they do the same job, they're probably getting the same pay. The problem is they don't get access to some yeah. of those. And that's where it all equals out. And that's, that was the big core tenet of first wave feminism is fixing that. And you look at women like, uh, well, I mean, I'm not even trying to try It's just come not up true. I don't think you can look at that. the number of guys that are CEOs yeah. versus girls and say that the reason there's fewer girls is that they didn't have the same opportunities. No. I, I would say yeah. that a very, a much, much, much smaller talent pool of women went after that. Right to be the CEO to get there, you yeah. have to devote your life to work, and a lot of times, the women bear the the brunt of the work at home, and the guy bears the brunt of the work in terms of being a breadwinner. A lot of guys are uncomfortable unless they're outperforming their wives in terms of bringing in income, so they either work hard to make sure that happens, or the wife you know sandbag it or something. Women often take extended um, maternity leaves, and I was thinking to myself. Um, one thing they could do if they really wanted to advance this cause is give guys the same paternity leave that women get as maternity leave. If guys were able to take six months off and get those same benefits, it sounds like, you know, it's just guys getting the hookup, but that's not the notion. The notion is that a lot of employers might be um, cautious about hiring women because they know damn well what's likely to happen. Oh, look. Here's a woman. She's 24 years old. She's been married for a year and a half, and she's looking for a job. I guarantee you, 
In Actually, the next 18 months, she's on maternity leave, and she might not come back after this. She'll be here for a year and a half, she'll take three years worth of pay, and then she'll stay home. Actually, this is one of the things that's destroyed the birth rate in Japan. Um, and as I as I understand it, and I, I, again, I, we're getting way off topic of how Islam treats uh, women, mm -hmm. uh, but, but um, in Japan, women are having a great difficulty becoming uh, workers because... If they are involved in a relationship at all, the men who run these companies will presume that they're eventually going to have kids and then they'll be taken out of the race. Because in Japan, there is no such thing as a working mother. And there's very few of them and it's culturally not uh, it's culturally frowned upon. So if, if a woman is in a relationship, they are not allowed to excel. So people are finding it very difficult to create relationships. And that's one of the reasons sex has been so um, commercialized or companionship. Uh, even non-sexual companionship has been so commercialized in Japan because they need access to the stuff, and because of that, birth rates are declining. And so it's actually really fast. It's really fascinating. Women issues, are, so, you know. Let, let me finish up my thought. It, it, no, sorry, sorry. If guys had the same maternity leave that women get, but it'd be paternity leave, then an employer would no longer look at the women with like a cross eye and say, "Oh my gosh, you know they're." They're starting here, but in no time at all, they're about to take a bunch of time off for their baby because they look at guys in the same way. Like, all right, right. this dude's starting here, but he has 18 months yeah. coming off at that age. And then there'd be no more gender bias because it is my, it is my understanding that same. some countries do offer paternity leave for men. I, I wonder how it works out. Yeah, maybe it was like super liberal Sweden and Finland. No, and, I saw and one, one of the guys peeps. on the, they do it here. One of the guys on the Howard Stern uh staff took uh, paternity leave. That's awesome. It's I'm not sure done it's widely here, do I can tell you that. I mean, but you honestly, don't take it as long, though. The thing is, you don't take as long, because the mother is taking it to, like, get the kid to, like, it's in school and stuff. The father is really just, like, helping the mother get into the routine of things. I can tell you yeah, how long the paternity point, leave at Cisco is for guys. It's zero days. Huh. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, see, so just say, I know I did. It, it was like, all right, every time you take time off, Someone questions it. Like, it's never a good time. It's always you're in some project. You, you know, if it's a good time to take off, then are you even working? Like, oh, we didn't need you anyway. So it's always a bad time. But when you have a baby, no one second guesses it. Some people take one week off. I took two because fuck them. You know, I'm yeah. having a baby and I knew they wouldn't give me shit about it. So I yep. spent all 10 days PTO that you're socially allowed to have. And uh, I tell you, when Hope was born, I guess it was Colin. When Colin was born... I was almost as excited about the time off as I was about the baby itself. Oh yeah, I dude, I was psyched. I, I remember like I, I did a bunch of woodworking in the shop. <laughs> I got caught up in school. I, I got a whole bunch of stuff done. Okay, well get back to Islam and how they torture and beat women and stuff. Okay. So obviously obviously as a human being, I will clearly condemn anything like that. As a person who lives in a very progressive country in a very progressive part of the world, I clearly condemn the way they treat women. However, it is fascinating to me to look at the culture and look at how it performs and why they've led lives that have led to this point. It's just mind-bogglingly fascinating to me. You know? And so I, I, I don't, you know, I, I guess it makes me complicated or unfavorable or unpopular or stupid or something, because I've been called all those things for being able to entertain both ideas. I can see how they got to that point, while also I think it's shitty that they do that to women. I think it's really fucking shitty. I think that arranged marriages in fucking um, uh, India. 
India is fucked up. I think clitorectomies in Africa is fucked up. I think women as property in, 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 in some Middle Eastern countries is fucked up. I, a woman can't drive. Are you fucking crazy? Are you fucking crazy? Uh, arranged um, marriages are way better than you might think. Um, I say I've heard this, that, actually. Yeah, so um, when yeah. I worked at Cisco, in, in IT in Cisco, I was a, a, a tiny little minority. I know my group, I forget the numbers exactly, but it was something like there were 22 people in my group. Uh, two of them were white. Two of them were like uh, some kind of Asian. You know, one was like Singapore and the other was something else. And then the other 18 were Indian, right? So this was a, 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 a everybody was Indian. And uh, um, I watched, I don't know, probably a dozen different people get married off uh, from my group over my tenure at Cisco. And no one had a negative view of arranged marriage. And it's not as arranged as you might think. Like, they would even argue that it wasn't arranged. Oh, it's not an arranged marriage. Well, how long did you date before you got married? Eight days. Like, dude, <laughs> that's yeah. an arranged marriage to me. Um, yeah. But they're like, no, there was an interview process, and my parents went through it, and we knew the family. And, and like, the... When I before I knew anything about it, and the younger version of me was like, "Oh my God, that sounds horrific! How can an arranged marriage possibly be a good thing?" The old version of me is like, "You know what? They take a pretty pragmatic approach to these things. If you just do a love marriage, then some seriously incompatible people can fall in love, and then that shows up a few years later. Like, all right, you know, the, the families are a total mismatch. They have different value systems. They work out issues differently. They, you know." This guy's both his parents were thieves and you know, how far do you think the apple fell from the tree? But when they take that real pragmatic approach and make sure and, and you have like some parental input, you know, some experience and what it's like to be married. Not that they totally pick it, but there's an interview process that the parents and the families and the grandparents and all of those decide and you join families like that. It didn't seem so horrific. I'm not saying it's better. I don't, I don't know if it's better or worse. It's really close. And see, now you're in my headspace right now. This is exactly where I live all the time. I'm always just kind of like, man, personally, that sounds fucking awful and disgusting, and I would never be into that, nor would I would ever want to perform that, nor would I would want it to happen to me. Um, I like the way I've done things. But at the same time, I'm fascinated to see the cultural impact, to see the people that are involved, the people that desire these kinds of things, why they perpetrate it. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And, and like I said, you know, they very much consider themselves not an arranged marriage, it's just like, oh, yeah, instead of doing a love marriage, I did an interview process. That's not arranged. Right. No, that's it's awesome. Somewhere in between. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's kind of awesome. That's actually really awesome. And uh, I mean, don't we all do interview processes? I mean, really, realistically, instead of lasting a day, we, we relationships last three, six months, a year, two, three years. Sometimes you waste three years for the wrong person trying to yeah, get to the point that you're going to Yeah, if you would just have had your parents evaluate them from the beginning, you would have been good to go. It right. sounds ridiculous, right, like when you say it, but the truth is you know, your, your parents maybe know a thing or two about like whether this would have been a good match. Like they, they might have an educated opinion. They don't get you. <laughs> they don't get you and what you feel. They don't, they don't understand my angst. I think, yeah. I, I still think the majority of, um, uh, Americans still look for the in-laws to like them or to seek their approval. I actually, um, I, it's kind of messed up, uh, the way I did it, but I asked, uh, her, mother rather than her father uh, or for you know having her mother represent them both realistically um, because I knew her father liked me and I knew that we were fine so I asked her mother who I thought would have questions for a hand in marriage before I proposed to her daughter and I think that's I don't know that that practice is very common anymore 
but I wanted her to know my intentions. I wanted her to know what I wanted to do. I think it's. I think we still seek approval of the parents, so it's not even that different, really. I asked her her father if I could marry her. I, I secretly I would have done it anyway, but uh, right, yeah, I, yeah I that's starting to nice... seem really old fashioned, like really old fashioned. It's starting to seem. It, that's, I, that's I hear you. I'll it, probably end up doing it when I'd end up doing that, but it was old fashioned when archaic. I did it too. But. I asked Jackie, I was like, should I ask your father for, I mean, she had already had the ring. It was a done deal, I think. I think she already had the ring. But she's like, I think he would like it. And I thought, you know what? Well, I'll do it. One awkward conversation, he'll like it. So, I think what I think what a lot of people don't realize is that when you choose a mate, you're also choosing that mate's family, and that mate's family is also choosing you. And even if you're only going to be the f kind of family that sees them at Christmas and Thanksgiving or whatever, you're still going to have to deal with them a couple times a year. And uh, fortunately for me, my in-laws are the best human beings I've ever met. Bullshit! My so in-laws are the best. <laughs> no, they literally, they're the most accepting, loving people, and they see the weight issues I have, and they know my history, and they love me regardless, and they're I'm always welcome in their home. And we vacation there twice a year and and it's just the best time when we go and I just love her my nieces and my nephews and all my in-laws and I finally got the family that I always wanted but never had you know I mean I still have a brother who I love very much I have a sister I love very much and, and some nephews on that side too and of course I have that family but we're not as close as I am to my in-laws now and that's you know I just you know it's so it's really nice what do you call uh, your in-laws uh well I actually call them by name by name uh -huh. yeah. I call them mom and dad and uh, um, they make fun of me for it. Well, the dad doesn't because he's dead. But. I, I, <laughs> so I, I got the last on, laugh on that one. <laughs> I, I tried on Ma um, when uh, just after we got married for the first time with uh, with Linda, my my mother-in-law, and it's it was super awkward because I am equidistance in age from my wife to my mother-in-law. Nice. And so uh, it's really kind of creepy because, I mean, she, there's no way she could have been my mom. It's not physically possible. Dude, get this. And, so I called my mother-in-law mom. This is like 10 years ago. And they yeah. made fun of me for it. I did it more than once. Like, I tried it on for a little while. I, I tried to make it a thing. And they're like, you know, and even the other sisters, like Jackie's sisters and stuff, were, you know. And it's like, I, I, I don't know. It just seemed nicer and closer than, than her real name. I, I guess I'll try not to dox her. And uh, um, so now for the last decade, I just like try to get her attention. Like I don't call her anything. I'm just like, hey, <laughs> like, hey, you, I don't call her. I don't call her by her name. I don't call her mom. I just wait until I have her attention and then start talking. Um, when I get off the phone, mm -hmm. I tend to tell people I love that I love them. Do you tell your in-laws you love them ever? Have you ever said that? No, I don't. I you ever actually, fucked up and told somebody you loved them, and it wasn't someone you were supposed to say that to at the end of the call? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I have a friend once where I was like, all right, yeah, I'll meet you over there. Yeah, movie at eight. Love all you. right, love you. Oh, and then it's like they're already gone, and it's like, well, fuck. He's going to wonder, like, did, I, did he just tell me he loved me? Is this like a conversation we're about to have, or was that an accident? I did that oh, on, in yeah, person. I, I had a friend, and, I, like, he was hanging out at my house. I was maybe, like, 11 years old. And, you know, he was going for the day, and I was like, love you. Shut the door. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so gay. That's so much worse. I, I called my roommate a hun the other day. I said, uh, would you mind grabbing that for me, hun? Nice. He's like, He's like, I'll get it for you if you ever call me that again. I'll shove it up your throat. <laughs> um, but uh, I actually have a story about saying something you didn't mean to say to somebody. 
Um, I, there's this girl that I dated, and it was the second girl I ever dated. It was the first girl I dated in college, and I met her on like IRC chat or whatever, and uh, we hung out for a while, and she was a virgin. And uh, so i very respectful that no pressure, never want to mess around with you. We dated for a good while. And one night she was just like, look, I'm ready. I'm like, ready for what? Like dinner? What are we talking about? And she's like, no, I'm ready for you. And I'm like, okay, well, part of me says this. I need to be pretty sure about this girl before I do that. And the other Why? part of me went, the other part of me went, oh, my God, your first chance to take girls' virginity. Fuck her. Fuck her. Fuck her. Come on, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> like, okay, all right. All right, Brain, which one should we listen to? Shut up. Do what your dick says. The fun one. <laughs> and uh, so I did that, right? And uh, it was it was awkward but nice, you know? And I had a good amount of experience up to that point with the first girl I'd been with, like, dated for seven years. So I'm ready to go. We, we, we get it done, and it's fun. And I make sure she's very happy with the decision. And then, like, for whatever reason, I saw in some TV show or whatever a guy who would routinely say, "Oh, I love you, man. You should marry me." Hey, which let's get married. Say that. I would so I would occasionally say that to a friend or over a game of Magic. It's like, "Yeah, hey, I love your deck, man. We should get married." And so, three or four days after taking a virginity, where she's now clearly very smitten with me, and I'm not near as smitten as her with her, um, she's. I said. Oh man, I love that. We should we should get married. And she goes, Oh Yes. No. Oh, <laughs> oh no, she did not say yes. Oh this no. Story, so I had to explain to her that that was just a thing I say. That's not a thing that people was, say. That's just the thing oh, I no, say. I, just, I have verbal diarrhea, hun. She um, agreed to marry you. Right. She agreed so right like, after that. Well, are you ever going to ask? And I'm like well, we've been dating like six months, so... Huh, no. I don't think so, I don't know. So that drove her a big wedge into our relationship, as you might imagine. Then she was also very conservative from a very Christian family, but not she was not conservative, her family was. So eventually she came out and told her parents, I'm no longer a virgin, which is a weird thing to tell your parents when you're right. 20 years old. And her parents rebelled, and they forbid her to see me, and he's a lowlife, and you can't do that kind of thing. Because the unspoken part of I'm no longer Ooh. a virgin is that guy right there, he puts his dick in me. Right, yes. Yeah. But at and least so, after that, Boogie, you were the bad boy that mom and dad didn't want to go <laughs> out with. And you'd show up with a you know, boombox and a leather jacket and a boombox. <laughs> <Right. laughs> that doesn't have to be just sleeping upstairs. Two boxes to turn them on like the Fonz. No. Like a bootleg Fonzie. Hey! <laughs> so for like the next month or so, um, we barely see each other, but we're like sneaking around and we're hanging out and sometimes there's sex stuff and sometimes there's not. And uh, But she's really uncomfortable with the whole thing. And so after about a month, she comes over and she's like, look, I finally really come to terms with everything. And I'm like, I don't know why you need to come to terms with anything. What we did was not wrong. It was fun. This is something I've done to other women. It's stuff I plan to do to a lot of other women if they let me. I don't know what your deal is. We didn't commit, like, some atrocious sin. Hey, hey it's not like my buddy Steve. I didn't cut your face off. <laughs> You're thinking of Jerry. <laughs> You're thinking of Gary. You're thinking of Gary. Anyway, um, Gary so... Over, he's the one that cuts the faces off and jizzes on them. Come on. <laughs> So, I look at her and I say the stupidest thing I've ever said to a woman, okay? 
I said, you know... Whoa, whoa, whoa. St- stupider than proposing to her. Yes, worse. <laughs> so much than worse. Just routinely, routinely throwing out, will you marry me, just in a blasé way. This is worse like, than that. Okay, I, I'm excited. So I hold her hand, and she's like, look, I'd really like to be with you again tonight. And I'm like, you know, that's great, but I just want to level with you. Oh, what is it? And I said, well... Jesus Christ, I said, you know, I really like you, girl. See, I'm not going to say her name. Oh, I, I really like you, girl. girl. Band. Yeah. Oh, girl, like a boy band. Um, no, I really like you, Beverly. Yeah, Beverly, okay. Um, Christy. You were Christy. with my mom. But this whole sex <laughs> thing really threw a wedge in what we were doing. You know, sometimes I think if I could take it back, I would. So basically, I told this conservative Christian girl herself to me that I didn't want it. So she stood up and left. And the next time I saw her was two weeks later on a date with somebody else. But didn't go as well as you thought it would. You found somebody who would appreciate that pussy, as crazy as it may be. Straight up told her... I wish we'd never fucked. I wish I hadn't taken your virginity. It wasn't worth the hassle. <laughs> Sometimes that's true. I figured it out. The show you watched was Arrested Development, and the character was Mabel, or whatever her, that, that girl's name was, and she always told people to marry her when they got her age wrong. Am I was on that target? It? Well, that might have been it. That might have been it. But no, this would have been earlier than Arrested Development, though. I think it? it was some wacky movie. Okay. Like a Jim Carrey style character or something. In any case, like that. that's quite a nightmare you had. That that's a good story. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's horrific. Those are two awful things to say in rapid succession to the same but person. That happened so early on in my dating career that I got the worst completely out of the way. The first two relationships, I fucked up all that I was ever gonna fuck up, and from then on out I was a perfect gentleman. Yeah, so now you've really gone pro. Gentleman, that was so early perfect. in your dating career. You were just amateur at the time. Now right, yeah, pro. I didn't know what I was doing yet. Yeah, that makes sense. I've been practicing with my bow like uh, about an hour every day, and uh, I, I I've got this idea that uh, th- that I'm gonna go deer hunting with it and maybe shoot a squirrel with it. Um, it's not going that well. I haven't gotten very accurate, and I think that's partially because I don't have any sights. Um, Do I'm not sure if I... ha- that kind of bow doesn't use a sight, right? Yeah. You, you know. can get sights for it, so that you've got a peep sight back here and you know a pen sight up there and. You draw back and look, and then you let go. But I don't. I'm just pointing, and uh, and I don't think I'm as accurate as I could be if I were aiming. So I've never used a bow with a sight before, but it seems like because the path of the arrow is so curved compared to a bullet, that that sight would only be accurate in a small distance range, right? No, they 60, 70, 80 yards. Um, Bows are shooting a bow is a lot like shooting a rifle. Um, they're extremely accurate. Like a modern compound bow is more accurate than your rifle, probably. It's extremely. That seems accurate. unlikely. More accurate than a How rifle. How is that possible? The the bullets the, the the arrows will all touch and be in the same hole at you know thirty yards. Most pistols can't do that. Well, only because well, that's actually probably true, but I don't know. I. Super accurate, I promise you. And, and and you've got so much tension with the thing, you're able to hold it much steadier than you can a rifle. How much so was your bow? 
That bow was, um, I don't know, a, a couple hundred question? dollars. Wait, I'm sorry, I talked over dollars? you. A couple hundred. But a good compound bow, I, I think it was like six, seven hundred dollars maybe. How much is a... So I was thinking, I'd love to have a bow around just for goofing about, you know? Because I'm going to have a property that might need some, you know, bow in. Get a so, crossbow. I, I feel like I want a normal bow. Well, a compound bow is... Um, I mean, you got to practice. That's the other thing. Like, it's you, you can't get good enough to shoot anything without practicing a bunch. I don't know that I need to shoot anything other than like a bale of hay. I, oh, well, you then know, you can do that easy with any bow. It depends. Like, this thing is fun. The bow just needs to be. Yeah, you can still hear me if you can't talk. The bow just needs to be good enough that like someone who gives a shit might use it. Like, I, it doesn't need to be Olympic quality or anything, but it shouldn't be a toy. How much does a bow cost that's better than a toy? He's setting up. I have no idea. Kyle, you can hear all that, right? There's no price. One second. The market. I don't know. I haven't bought a bow in a long time. Oh, but you're my bow guy. I'm looking it up. Some fucking bow guy you are. Yeah. <laughs> By extension, you're also my bow guy. And I'm disappointed. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to make it very clear. I know where I'm going when the zombie apocalypse comes because you guys have bows and shit and like the only thing I'm good at is like with a fucking mouse and keyboard and I get I'm gonna break the keyboard on the first zombie dude you know where you want to go Joe Lozon's house that guy has melee weapons in every room and often there's specific four zombies like so everyone knows like he he does zombie preparedness as kind of a, a joke or not a joke I don't know he never said it was a joke but you go and you're like huh the bathroom has a book on zombie survival preparing and nunchucks. Whatever. And then you're like downstairs in the basement and you're like, huh, why are there um, uh, katanas and more like zombie books on how to... He has a zombie survival book in at least three or four rooms in the house on, on, on what to do in the case of an apocalypse. And he has melee weapons in more than that. I got a body is a melee weapon. He's just OP if you give him a sword. Yeah. I got a book in my latest loot crate. I don't know if you guys do loot crate. Do you guys do? I don't know. I do do loot crate. If, if you're interested in lootcrate.com, you can always go to lootcrate.com slash boogie2988. And if you use boogie2988 as a coupon code, you'll save a couple bucks. Just and FYI, you could use slash Woody2 if, if you wanted to. I'm just you can yeah, do Woody, Woody will do it too, man. But nothing will happen. But <laughs> um, this is in the latest loot crate. This is a survival guide, how to survive a Sharknado and other unlikely disasters. This is put up by Sci-Fi Network. And now I'm not even worried about the zombie apocalypse. That doesn't sound near as bad as the Swamp Shark. <laughs> the Swamp Shark is going to come and get us all. Um, there's Fire Tornado. Here's the Piranaconda. What, what happens when we finally discover the Piranaconda? We're all going to die. <laughs> Ghost Shark. Ghost Shark. That's, that's a threat that you did not even know was a possibility. The Electro Kraken. The dino what poor shark. bastard had to write this and sit there and try and come up with things to say about made-up animals and about a bad movie's apocalypse. Kyle, this bow is seven hundred dollars. I, 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 I need a more. Let's see what this next one is. 
Yeah, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. How can I yeah. spend a grand on something I don't right? even know? Like, I just bought a house. I can't blow a grand on uh on, st <laughs> on stuff I may or may like may or may not. I spent too much interest. on my mansion. Find me a cheaper bow. <laughs> you guys are buying thousand dollar bows. I still won't buy a thirty dollar chair. Fucking you people spend your money in different ways than I do. Apparently. What are you sitting in? Do what? A fucking chair I stole from my old gaming shop when it shut down. <laughs> And I guess I did pay a thousand dollars for this chair because that business shut its door. They still owed me a grand. Well, look, look Woody. I, if, if you, uh, you could, uh, you could get a of bow. You get like this thing. This thing's. If you get a compound, it's just like a wooden bow. Usually, when people buy a bow, they've got a purpose, so they don't mind paying for like a hump, a hunting or a target bow. But this thing is just. Um, let's see. The, um, I, I don't know a lot about bows, but I'm going to say that the compound bow is better because it has a hard K sound, and those are really good. <laughs> it is compound. a good sound. So the, the compound, compound bow has okay. um, has a, sort of a wheel and pulley system back here that gives you much more power, and it uh, it stores the energy in a cam until you release, and it releases it all forward. And the effect is that when you draw the bow, it gets easy right here, and you're only actually holding like. 25% of the actual weight or something like that, um, so you're able to stay steady but aim for long periods of time without tiring your arm out. It's hard to hold back 60 pounds for a long time like this. Yeah, um, It's good for a wimp like Woody. Yes. Is yeah, that Pac-Man in the background? I need to know. Is that Pac-Man? Uh, that's, um, that's a Pac-Man, but it's also got like, um, I don't know. Galaga? Probably. Everything. Literally everything. Like, doesn't Dozens and dozens of games in it. And I want to um, go. To, I want to go to there, please. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the other one's Area Fifty One with the pistols and everything. But oh, nice! How much I, was that? Uh, oh, I loved Area Fifty One. Um, I think they were like three hundred bucks. Uh, my bow or my pack, man. The bow. Um, I honestly don't remember. Probably a couple oh, hundred old? dollars. Uh, I bought it for the uh, the Far Cry video I did. So it's like it two was, years old, maybe. Two years old, I'd say something like that. Okay, yeah. but it's know, just I, a recurve bow. I follow. I just, you know, look. I, I had archery in high school and haven't really shot much since. So, <laughs> I just thought, like, huh, that'd be neat to have. I wonder what it cost. I mean, it'd be annoying to have to hunt with one of those because you don't have the compound holding it back. But you also get that cool Lord of the Ringsy look. With the, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, the wind tips. Right now. Yeah, you feel like a Rohirrim warrior fending off Urukai from Helm's Deep. Or just some guy in Georgia shooting foam on a podcast. <laughs> See, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It shoots really hard. Every time it I sounds like AA, I leave here wanting to kill something. What is that about? That's, what we, that's, that's the environment we try and cultivate here. Yeah, yep. and uh, next time you come, you'll leave with an interest in painal. <laughs> <laughs> if he already isn't going to go back and do a little his due diligence on there, <laughs> I guess to boogie anything where you're not cutting and openly bleeding into other people's orifices is pretty tame. Yeah, it's not even interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, I like pussy, bro. But first, I cut my tongue with a razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> did we talk, totally did we talk about electric sounding the last time I was on here? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that some, that, that yeah, horrible yeah. thing. 
Yeah, that exists. It's still my favorite thing that's ever I've ever heard about. It's no. like, that's where you put a metal rod object in the urethra, right? You take a metal rod, you shove it down your dick hole as far in as you can, and then you electrocute yourself from the inside. That's electric. Why? Because it's you do the that? thing. It makes you know. come hard, apparently. Apparently. That's that's just somebody. You wonder thing. like what the transition form is like between like that guy turning twelve and being like, oh, I love tits. To turning like thirty-seven and being like, yeah, stick that metal probe in me. Like, where? What happened to him? What oh, made I know, him I know exactly what happened. He he woke up one day and he's like a teenager and he's like, I'm gonna put this Q-tip down my pecker, and that's started <laughs> all. You know, he I saw. That's that's. The boogie lightning round. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should we do that? Yeah, no more pee hole stuff. Let's 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 take a few minutes here. Um, yeah, while, and let's let's come up with a couple of little questions here a piece. What do you think about four piece? That'd be a nice lightning round. I think it makes a round dozen. I haven't done one before. Um, well, we uh, we we come up with uh, lightning round questions. He's got thirty seconds to answer, um, and uh, each question. And uh, you, you get them out there as fast as you can. I think it's this. This apparently involves short answers for me, and that's hard to get. So I'm a windy motherfucker. Give me an example of one of your questions, Kyle. I want to make sure we're all on the. How are babies made? So one of one of my questions is going to be: Would you rather have your partner's vagina vibrate or make your penis two inches longer? Um. But that's just a silly one off the top of my head. I think I'm also going to ask him about um, his, one of his greatest fears, something like that. Ooh. All right. So, working on that question. Make it fun What's... and uh, informative, All right. as I do. Mm. All right. I got one. We need like five. All right. I'll come up with more then. Yeah. I'm, I'm aiming for four. Oh, shit, accidentally hit enter on that one. I'm right now, by the way, reading news for the the new um, reading news for the new Smash Brothers, and oh my god, I've just been reading it this whole time, and I'm like a fucking kid again. They're gonna have eight player Smash in the Wii U Smash. There's uh, uh, level design. Mewtwo will be DLC for free for people who bought both games. Um, it's in 1080p, 60 frames per second. Take that every other console. I oh my just Smash Brothers is the best thing that's ever happened. I know if you guys smash, but you really should jump in on the Wii U level because my god, it's it's epic. It's gonna be one of the best games ever made. Yeah, Smash is awesome. I have two questions so far. Very nice. Make them about Smash, please. I have one you'll like. <laughs> As I'm vibrating over here, man. Seriously. Like I cannot stress how incredible. How incredible this game looks, man. Go buy a Wii U today. That is the hot gift item for fucking for fucking Christmas this year. If you Wii U Smash Brothers bundle, if you don't buy that today, uh, if you don't buy that for your kid for Christmas, you may as well just shoot him in the head because you, you're going to give birth to a pariah. Christ. It's intense. That's, what can I say, man? <laughs> You may as well just drown him in the fucking bathtub for Christmas. <laughs> oh, man. I've got three questions. I Counts? Have four. You have four? Taylor? Yeah. I got three. Are we targeting four or five? I got two. Are we targeting four or five? Four sounds good. All right. Yeah, four times three. That'll be all right. 
Uh, I need one more then. <clears throat> Got dead air. Oh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. That's okay. Lightning <laughs> rounds are preceded by dead air. It's a tradition. Indeed. Oh, as is tradition. As, as is tradition, there will be oh. a blank space here where people think their digital device is malfunctioning. <laughs> I, can always, I can always sing for them. Oh, I'm struggling. I got nothing. Well, how about we start, and you and, and I'll go first, and you can be thinking of yours. Uh, I got my last one. It's not great, Thanks. but it'll do. Who would like to go first? Uh, I'll go first. All four? Or just one at a time? Let's, all, let's alternate. That's always fun. All right. Here's my number one. Uh, do you ever think some of the people that you play magic with are too into magic? Um, good. That's a good question. I, I know some people who are kind of jerks about it, and they're like too into winning, but as for being too into the game, not really. I've never known anybody who's like sold their car to buy magic cards or like ruined their family, but I've heard stories about that kind of thing. The, the, the people that I think are too in it are the people who are too into winning, and winning is the only thing that matters, and they come to a Friday Night Magic and they hang out with 30 other people, and they get to be in this great environment with this great room playing this great game, and because they lost one match, the entire experience is ruined. Check yourself. Get your shit together. Okay, Kyle, go. Um, what do you think would be the worst way to die? Like the worst, like for example, drowning or or burning alive, something like that. What's the worst way to die? I actually think I know the worst way to die, and that's of old age, of dying like at 110 and being in a completely decrepit state and not being able to get around your house and not being able to fucking move and not be able to enjoy the things that you love in the world, but also being afraid Wait. of death. Like just. Just can you imagine, like, laying on your back? I guess at that point it's kind of a fucking blessing, but at the same time you're terrified and you've struggled so long and so hard, but it's, inev it's inevitable wow. and it was all genuinely pointless and you're forced to face that your 110 years of just fucking holding on to this miserable life meant nothing? That sounds awful. That's actually my plan and you just shat all over it. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's still my plan. Let me just say this. The worst way to die would be, yeah. like, Drowning in a sea of tiny razor blades, um, but I, 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 if, if, you, if it has to be a younger death, if that if that answer's not good enough, yeah, violent torture, death. baby, torture at the hands of anybody, like where they take off your fucking toe after toe after toe after finger after finger after finger until such time that your body just can't key stay alive anymore. That yeah, would be that's the way to go. Like, you know, like be, being eaten to death by sharks in an electric tank or whatever, that's over in minutes, okay? If something that is over in hours isn't even real all that, real all that bad, you have a heart attack and you're dead three hours later, that's right. not so bad. It's a lightning round, baby. Taylor, go, did you go? go? Oh, yeah. You're number one. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve and why? <laughs> Good. Good. Well, this is so sad. I really don't like mean people anymore. I'm like so over people who get joy out of being mean or being salty or being shitty. Like, there's all these flavors, and man, you're choosing salty. Why? I don't even understand it. It doesn't even make sense. It's it all comes down to I just can't fucking stand people who are rude at the the fucking grocery store or a pe person who gets pissed off over a game of Magic or the guy on Xbox Online is telling you to kill yourself because you don't know how to fucking headshot correctly. Whatever. Just screw you. Just grow up. Be an adult. It's time to be an adult. Yeah. Right. But what about people who walk really slowly in the middle of aisles at the store? Oh, this, well, I'm always, I always, I'm still having to use those mark cards pretty often. Uh, occasionally, I don't have to these days, but sometimes I'm still. So I'm the slow guy. I'm actually the problem. 
I'm actually All the right. problem. What's the emotionally <laughs> toughest thing about being big? Quickly. Uh, trying to uh, overcome it. Like, it's getting your head around, like, not being able to eat food and knowing that, like, feeling like you deserve to be in the club of people get to eat what they want but knowing you can't because it's killing you and then, like, just living with it and just living with the self-loathing and the despair that comes with it because you hate yourself because, you know, other people hate you but even if they didn't, you'd still hate yourself and it just kind of sucks. And getting your head into the right space... To, to be able to do what everybody else does, which is not eat constantly, is really hard. And and there's a lot of depression that comes with knowing that that you're not as strong as everybody else. Kyle, Probably. go. I saw a story on the internet recently that turned out to be fake, but it was about a, uh, a man who was on death row who was like a cannibalistic pedophile who asked for a, uh, a baby as his last meal. And that, that turned out to be a hoax and everything, but it got me thinking about what I would ask for my last meal, and I wanted to know what you would ask for as your final meal if execution is coming. An actual thousand-year egg that must be prepared while I watch you make it. So, <laughs> so like, and not like the not the like the cheap ones that they sell. I am the China. warden of this prison, and I say nay, sir. <laughs> okay. We'll swing in the morning. All right. If I'm swinging in the morning, I want um, my wife's homemade lasagna. And or maybe her meat pie that sounds dirty but it's not and Ooh. ice cream a nice big ice cream tell sundae. me more about your wife's meat pie yeah I can vouch for it it's clean she, she takes potatoes you probably want to taste that beef. meat pie <laughs> potatoes beef and sausage <laughs> potatoes beef and sausage with mashed potatoes sausage? And whoa, whoa 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 there's sausage in your wife's yeah, meat yeah like Italian sausage it's so good I didn't know that about you okay so, cool okay yeah, <laughs> anyway, the only thing I don't like about it is the hair. Mm. Oh, <laughs> well played, uh, Taylor. Your number. What are we on? Two. Two. I'm only number two. Yes. Uh, movie or TV character that you just want to punch right in the fucking face the most, more Loki. than anyone. Loki. 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 Jesus Christ. He, like literally, he all he does is he wants his father's love. Okay, and he wants to have a fan in his, from his father, but literally Thor does everything for his brother all the time. He has someone who genuinely loves him right next to him, always trying to help him, always trying to help him get him out of his troubles, and he doesn't appreciate it or even recognize it for whatever reason. Thor's love's not good enough. It's all insane. Right. Me. It kills me. What is the number one thing you've resisted buying with your YouTube money? Oh God, I haven't bought anything. I've resisted not. I've resisted There's buying. There's something that's calling your name, burning a oh, hole in your pocket. Why it's really calling my name? I've always wanted a Mame arcade cabinet, and it's something we don't really have the room for, and it's very expensive. There's a place here in town, um, Arcadio Retrocade, who said they'd help me build the cabinet, but I'd be responsible to getting the software and everything or whatever because he doesn't want the legal implications. But it's a, a multiple arcade ma machine emulator. And basically, you can play every game on it. So all you got to do is build a cabinet. All you got to do is build the joystick, hook it up into a PC. The PC will run it all. I, I, it's a, probably a two or three thousand dollar investment all told. And I really want it, and I just can't bring myself to pull the trigger. That's a perfect answer, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Go. What is one like obscure, unknown little problem that comes along with being big that most of us would never consider? Um, God. 
little problem. Little pro there's so many big, uh, big problems. Um, the pain. I would imagine there's a, a lot of younger people in their their 20s and 25s. They're not really experiencing a lot of pain, but even then, I did. Like the bottom of your feet hurt all the time, your knees hurt all the time, your back hurts all the time. You're probably always in physical pain once you reach a certain size. Are there any benefits to being big? Um. There was a benefit that I don't get to enjoy anymore, but it was just not giving a shit about what you ate. Like, you could go to a buffet and get your money's worth, or you could go to the McDonald's drive-thru and really abuse that dollar menu. I, I, I do that <laughs> from time to time, too. I, I was thinking maybe, like, if there was a situation where you needed to, where he, being heavy would actually come in to your advantage. If you find someone who's attracted to fat people, which I've managed to do, and then you're just like, you're like the bee's knees to that person, and they're like, oh my god, I would literally do anything for you to be inside me. And you're just like, all right, girl, let's think of some fucked up wow. shit for you to do, I guess. That's I don't great. Know. Yeah. Let's hope your buddy finds somebody that likes being fucked up, ripped apart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. All right, uh, Taylor, you're number three. Number three, uh, favorite sex position. Well, at my size, there's pretty much only one, which is uh, which is cowgirl. So I guess I'm gonna go with that favorite. Cowgirl and uh, reverse cowgirl, I'd imagine. Oh well, yeah, right, right, right. Um, but uh, you know, you want the intimacy, you want access to the front, oh, you fag, you know, there's stuff there. Um, but <laughs> you're uh, a fag for the I, way you have sex well, with women. Here, I think every guy really enjoys doggy. I mean, it's a lot of fun. You get there's the point of entry is nice. It's just exciting. So and that's something I'd also like to be able to get back to doing one day. But it, it's right now, right now, I'm lucky that I can copulate at all. I was blessed with a, a certain amount because I've talked to other guys at my size who have no accessibility down there at all whatsoever. I'm very blessed in that I was given. We have good genetics in the family, and fortunately, what I have Are down there. Are you telling me you have well. a giant cock? No, I'm just saying that even <laughs> at my size, it's still usable. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were like, yeah, other people, but fortunately, I'm 16 inches long. So even <laughs> though I've got like eight inches of fat, there's a plenty left. If we're talking about my dick, I'll just be honest with you. As a teenager, before I really put on the weight, I was not embarrassed in the locker room at all. I was very happy. And then as I put on the weight, I'm grateful for that because I still have a swing suit. low, and it just keeps sweet on boogie and... dick. Oh, well, that's, a good, that's a good motivational thing for you. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, they say for every 100 pounds you are overweight, you lose about an inch in usability. So that's something to consider. So if you were clocking if you were clocking five inches and you weigh five hundred pounds, well, you know you like, have some issues. Then it's just an acorn cap pushed into some play-doh at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice visual. A baby mushroom trying to emerge from the topsoil. Is it me? Is it me at four? Taylor, you just did yes, your three, right? All right. Uh, Android or iPhone? Yeah, I did sex sex uh, position. I like I like my iPad, but I like my Note three. I'm probably I don't know if I'm an upgrade of the Note 4 or not because I'm I'm still very happy with the Note 3, but I love a Note 3. I was tempted to get an iPhone Plus, um, but at the end of the day, I'm so satisfied with this product. There's no reason to try a new OS or whatever. But I love my iPad. I would never want an Android tablet. I'm very happy with my iPad. Love my 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 Android phone. Kyle, when you die. If you could somehow, uh, you know, put your consciousness inside of a super machine thinking computer, would you do that rather than face the unknown? And so, absolutely, because I'm almost entirely certain that the unknown is nothing. 
What um, video games would you play once you were on the inside? Oh because God. now you can pl- now you now you're now you can play any video game from like FPS for reals. And okay, if if oh jeez, man, the Borderlands <laughs> world is really fun. I would really like yeah. to bounce around on the moon and kill stuff. Um, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure it's time to get in really into a lot of those datings and sex sims because that sounds like <laughs> well played, well played. Murder. I was like, I need a safe environment. Is it Tapper? You know the bartender game? Oh, all right, <laughs> yeah. Like a, worst case scenario, he drops a beer. He'll be all right. Yeah, but when you drop a beer, the game ends. I think they kill you. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, so you don't know. Uh, Taylor, oh, okay. last question. All right, uh, Boogie, you've read the Game of Thrones books, right? No, and I've never seen the show. I am the oh, worst person. Never mind. I won't ask that question. <laughs> uh, who's your favorite stand-up act? Oh, you, God, that is a tough question because I... I I would say that uh, George Carlin was a huge, huge favorite of mine. Uh, Mitch Hedberg, another huge favorite of mine. Um, it's really depressing to see both of those two people gone, even though their comedy was completely different. If I have to pick somebody who's alive now, I really relate a lot to Louis C.K.'s later work, like the the, the better stuff, um, like post the TV show, uh, basically after he went bald. The dude is funny, but I really like his kind of introspective and his perspective on life, it's just, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant. I really get what he's trying to say. And it's very Carlin-esque. He's, he's kind of like Carlin light. Um, but actually, to be honest with you, I guess the person I'm really obsessed right, with right now, but I didn't immediately come to mind because you say stand-up, is Bo Burnham. My God, am I obsessed with Bo Burnham. Like, like he might need to get a restraining order level of <laughs> obsession with Bo Burnham. And my wife is right along with me. So if I'm ever like, honey, let's pack up a car and let's go steal Bo Burnham, she's going to be like, okay. I've already <laughs> prepared a bag for this exact scenario, Steve. Yeah, so, yeah. He, he does a lot of singing as well. Which right, he's... I have really? to be in the mood for singing, because if like you just spring singing on me in any TV show, <laughs> I'm just like, don't don't fucking trick me into watching your your singing. No, let me know. Fucking screwed. His latest show, which his latest show, I have show, gotta be in the mood for singing. You're singing, singing on me, and I'm not in the mood. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> no, it's true. Oh, like, his his latest show is called What Period. And it's available entirely free on YouTube. He just gave it away. He produced it himself and gave it away because I guess he hates money. I don't know. Um, mm. But it's a, it's only got like a few million views, which is really depressing because it deserves all the views. And if you haven't watched it, it's part wait, wait, is stuff. It a, is it it's a, a full like ninety minute comedy routine show? It's like part one man show, part song. Nobody bought it. That's what happened. Right? No, yeah. no, he produced it. With the intention of this is, I, he used his own money. Told the press six months from now, I'm going to release my own comedy special that that we're going to put on YouTube and Netflix. And oh, Netflix. Right. Okay, okay. Netflix. So then, yeah. his own yeah. money, no money from Netflix, no money from oh, anybody, shit. no corporate oh, sponsors. That's like <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. That's at least that's what he says, and I believe him because this dude is an integral motherfucker. I believe the shit out of him. I don't believe that. I mean, how much could it? Here's the thing, though. He's making so much money touring, and he's making so much money doing the 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 the, the comedy act and like being at the Best Buy theater and shit and getting paid. I mean, how much could it produce to uh, to film that show? How much could it possibly cost to hire a production? Okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, it's just that normally comedians sell their specials and and they're worth a, a nice little paycheck. Of course, they make most of their money touring on the road. Of course, but right. like. 
Well, look it, at what Louis C.K. did you know, a couple of years back. He produced two comedy specials, which he sold exclusively through his website that then later showed up on Netflix and more people would see them. Um, so, I mean, I think that's just what Bo did. He's like, why? What if I don't sell it? I just give it away so everybody can watch it for free. How many people will watch it? Let's see what happens. And the material in it's ridiculously good. Like uh, his song from the perspective of God or repeat stuff, which he also made a different video for, like an actual standalone video for. It's just brilliant. If you're watching this and you haven't watched what, go watch it right now. Leave a comment saying that Boogie Two Nine and Eight sent you. I will love you forever for doing that for me. Even if you haven't watched it, a lot of singing, a lot of singing. Yeah, it's about. We watched, uh, we watched yeah. Jim Jeffries' new uh, new special. Jim Jeffries was good. Yeah, it was Has anyone else here seen what? I've watched uh, bits and pieces of it. I can tell from the thumbnail that I've seen like a couple clips. I um, or maybe heard some on the radio on XM. I think Bo's just not my cup of tea. I really wow, liked Bo Burnham. I, I liked him uh like I'll say four or five years ago. You know, oh, yeah. I, when he was first doing his singing stuff and it was so clever and um it, a lot of it was self deprecating and I just thought it was really good. Now uh I don't maybe it's because he's older and I have a different expectation from someone in his, you know, demo than right. I did with like the sixteen version sixteen year old version of him. I don't know what it is, but it's like he—it's like it's he wants contrived. to be the most clever person in the room. It's contrived, and I'm just like, ah. You, well, I I, I can see where you arrive with that, but I got to tell you, that is my exact sense of humor. Exactly what he put into what is exactly what I'm into. He gets it's a little right. bummed out when he's like, "Are ready for this next segment?" And da 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 I, I love I love musical comedy. I, I literally own every Weird Al album. I bought them several times. I've memorized them all. When the their songs the songs he's parodying come on the radio, I, I talk about it. I love Fly to the Concords. I memorized the Muppet soundtrack. I mean, I I like musicals too. On top of that, I've got the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack memorized. I you know it's just I, I don't know. I'm I, I'm not very musically inclined unless it's musical comedy, and then I fucking can't get enough of it. Hmm. I feel like he whips out like a pun or something. And then there's this like unspoken kind of, I'm so smart for having just said that, you know, like yeah. I don't like puns <laughs> unless they're excellent. Well, okay. And again, this is probably the most ass kissy thing I'll ever say about Bo Burnham. But just let me tell you this. If I was that fucking brilliant, I would probably have an ego problem too. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't even think he has an ego problem. I think the no. inside he's, probably kind of like uh modest and, and even insecure in such a way right. yeah, and he's really just a, a still a young guy who's chasing a dream and i feel like a dick for having said anything that might prevent him from reaching his dream because right. you know e even though he's not my cup of tea i i don't i, I want him to reach his dream you knock yourself out bo you're not hurting anybody I you're just doing your thing the other thing that I think is that you're right, and he's still very young, and he's found a voice, but I don't know that it's his voice. I don't know if that's the voice he'll have when he's an adult, and I think he has a, the potential. I think he's already on the level of like Louis C.K. I'm just gonna say that you no. fucking burned me to the ground. I think he's almost on the level of Louis C.K. I think those two guys can be are, are comparable. I was on watching one, what the buying citizens. Hold on, let me finish though. I promise you that one day he will be Carlin. I yeah. promise you one day he will be Carlin. I, I, w I was watching what, and I thought, I think I'm going to like this guy when he's 30. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, Wait, it, you're saying one day Louis will be Carlin or one day Bo? No, I'm saying I think Louis pretty close to Carlin now, and I oh. think he's definitely getting there. But I think one day when Bo is in his 40s and he's really seen all the shit there is to see in this world, and he already sees it clearer than most other people, I think eventually when he's 30 or 40, he's going to see the world exactly the same way Carlin saw it. And he's going to just be phenomenal. And of course, he'll probably still play records, you know, play music while he does it too, because that's his his thing. Um, but I think he'll be the musical Carlin. I think he'll be just as cynical and musical Carlin, and just as fucking because his cynicism, his level of cynicism right now <laughs> is perfect. I can't believe he gets away with making Hitler jokes. I can't believe somebody in modern day is getting by with making fun of the music industry, and he's a musician. And then they they sell his album for him. I can't believe he gets away with what he gets away with. He's already untouchable. God knows what he could do with it and what he will do with it. I'm sorry. I'll talk about Bo Burnham until the end of this fucking thing. Just be clear. If you've got more <laughs> questions, you better hit me. Oh, we're done. I think. Okay. Good. I, I like how positive you are about everything. <laughs> because it's very it's a stark contrast to, I guess, everyone else on the show. Well, so, again, and it all comes yeah, down to way this. too goddamn happy. Yeah, it all, I that once left. I once left out of a moving car to keep my mother from clawing out the rest of my left eyeball. So I realized that I'm living on borrowed time, and I am so fucking glad to be here. I'm just so fucking glad that I have a YouTube channel and I have a wife and I have a little money in the bank and I get to play the games I always wanted to play and I get to hang out with you guys. How can you not be positive? This world is fucking miraculous and it's shitty as it is and it is really shitty. It's not that shitty for me right now and I'm really happy about that. <laughs> I don't know. You don't have a main cabinet. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. I want it so bad. I told my wife. I'm like, honey, that's what I want for Christmas. Use my money, just make it happen. And she's gonna do it. I'm gonna be so happy. That would be cool. I like that idea. Huh. Hopefully she watches this PKA, and then I won't even have to tell her. She'll just know. That that would be perfect. Yeah. She'll be able to tell you at Christmas then when she gets it for you. How did you know? Well, I heard you on that disgusting podcast and uh, just right. Right. right after the, the, the right. hour long shit capade. Right. I heard about Yeah. That. In between right. Panel bidet talk. A Q-tip in your dick. <laughs> in between oh. panel bidet talk and uh, uh, that shit that Jerry's into, I heard you wanted this gift Christmas. Cap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, I'm glad that I don't know if the show is always dis as disgusting as it is when I'm on, but I like making it disgusting because this is what I'm into. I like talking about this shit. I just never get to, man. Well, I I used to have a comedy routine um, that I wrote when I was a teenager. And it's some really fucked up shit. It's all like crazy blue material. And I'll, I want, it's so blue I won't even do it here. Um, to me, what is blue? Like uh, blue as in uh, like offensive, non-family friendly, dirty. Is this a yeah. term that everyone else knew here? Or? No, I think I'm like, I think I'm pretty probably, I mean, I don't even know if comedians still use it, but at the time, um, that, that's how comedians would refer to. Taylor uh, and Kyle, did you know what blue meant? Taylor? Yeah, I'd heard of that. You know. okay. I don't so know if 50, it's still 50. used, but I've heard of, like, yeah, Carlin was pretty blue. Because uh, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a stand-up comic. Unfortunately, I'm not very good at standing up, so that, that never happened. <laughs> oh, but I'm very good at sitting, and that's what I do on YouTube now. I, mean, I like to think of myself as a sit-down comedian. Not particularly good one of those. Do what? There's already one of those. And that what, um, what, what's Ask his name? Ask the Capper. 
That's what Asa Kaffer says. He's got what, what's his condition? Is it cerebral palsy? What's what's wrong with him? Uh, he's a quadriplegic because of an accident. That's right. Jesus Christ, I remember now. It was the yep. car accident. Yep, yep. He told me that hor that was a horrible story. He was woke up and was a quadriplegic. That's so awful. Oh man, I remember now. I don't know how that guy was so positive. I was on an episode with him, I think. Yeah, Very he helpful. always stays positive. He's always like upbeat and happy to be there. I think the reason people like that or people like me who face tragedy, and obviously his tragedy much worse than mine, quite clearly. I'm not saying that I can compare what I've gone through to what he's gone through, but um, I think people that have faced tragedy, the reason they are so particularly positive is because they realize what they almost lost. Like, I almost lost this, so yeah, of course I'm super happy to have it. How can I not be, you know? Like, I almost don't have this. There was, an, there was a, a really good chance that this was that was going to be the end for me, and everything else is free shit from here on out. And who doesn't like free shit? You know? Nobody. But the problem is nobody realizes that what they're experiencing right now is free shit. You're not entitled to anything. It's a miracle you made it out of your mother's womb. It's a miracle you lived to the, to the page of, age of four. It's a miracle you haven't fucking killed yourself or six other people and yourself while texting, you fucking idiot. Sit down on your phone and concentrate while you drive, you piece of shit. Okay, I'm sorry. He makes a strong point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's how Jeremy had most of his accidents. Texting? texting? Yeah, he was texting and driving when he flipped his first truck. I'm not sure if it's better or worse that Jackie manages to hit shit while she's paying full attention. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not judge. <laughs> Let it go. She hasn't Speaking hit anything in a little stereotypes, while. My, my wife is a better driver than me. That's why I don't drive anymore. I haven't driven in like th three years. I haven't owned a car in a year. I didn't care. I didn't care. Just let her take me everywhere. I'm nice honestly not too sure who's the better driver at Woody's house. I don't hit things. <laughs> You're not very good at getting places, though. And that's kind of what driving cars is about. Right. It's a big tenant of driving. It's not like we're playing, let's not hit anything. <laughs> we're playing, like, let's get over there to that place in a timely fashion. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not hitting anything just kind of goes without saying for the rest of us. But not for her. Not always, but, you know, the getting there thing, you know, for you. Know, you is, we joke about that. But let's think about the last PKA adventure. Which one of us was better at getting to the places? And it was me, clearly. I was waiting on you at the gas station that morning. I was already there. Good air. point, good point. But who swallowed more river water? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. The, for some reason, Aquaman was on the shore, so I had to go. I was talking about the, the rafting and, and um, zipline thing. When we went all over the like three different states, uh, you had oh, so much trouble getting there that I would take the lead on almost every drive. Um, I wanted you to. You were such an old man about those blinkers, those turn signals. That's not even true. <laughs> it happened before that and after that. Uh, and, and at the time, he blamed it on his OnStar, saying it, it said... It was the OnStar. Chiz will attest the OnStar was doing weird stuff. Instead of, like, understanding that the road was, like, curved, like, every curve to it seemed like an intersecting road. So it would, it, like, you'd get it to the curve and it would say... Continue onward for on Highway 144 for three quarters of a mile. Bing, so I, I think I speak Continue for all the viewers onward. when I say we got lost somewhere in there. But the key takeaway was that Kyle was making random turns into like dead end roads and subdivisions. So I took oh, the lead. Oh no 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 no! That's where my OnStar led me, and we went through there, and there were no dead ends. We got where we were going. Like I can't help it if my OnStar did something weird in the mountains. That has we're nothing in like to do Interstate with 548, and he's like, oh, perhaps Here's the dirt road is our next turn. Though. I can drive to Atlanta right now, and I can 
take you right to a state, to pretty much anything you ask me to. I can take you to Athens, Georgia, and do that. Anderson, South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, many cities in many areas. I could do that. Um, I don't oh, know. A man of culture. I don't know. I don't take you to Athens and Atlanta. From Atlanta to Athens, I know it all. <laughs> what I'm getting at, getting at here is that I don't think Woody could get me to Longhorns in his hometown. I can. That's not even true. You couldn't last time because Jackie had to. That's not even true. That's how I remember it's it. It's right by the movie theater. I know exactly where it is. Guys, I can't handle all this fighting. Listen, <laughs> I know how we can agree on this. At least you're both better at getting places than Wings because yeah. Wings didn't show up for that. <laughs> wings didn't That's show true. Up. Wings didn't show up. At least we... Yeah, you're killing it. Oh, I feel yeah, bad. I don't, I don't like want to participate hey, right, in okay, any more I love you, Wings. Hey, it isn't OnStar like ancient fucking technology? Have you heard of Google Maps? Because what the fuck is... What is even happening? Why, do, why don't you fucking use MapQuest and print out directions over there? Fucking Dude, OnStar is awesome. I don't think you've used OnStar. Here's the beauty of OnStar. You press a button like on your rearview mirror in your car, and in seconds, like less than five, you're talking to a human. And you say, hey, you know what? I feel like pancakes. You know, wh where can I get pancakes right now? And she's like, oh, well, I can gladly help you with that. Let me look around. How's IHOP? Nah, whores <laughs> work at IHOP. Yeah, they do. How about Denny's? All right, route me to the local Denny's. I'm sending those instructions to your car right now. They plug in the address into your car, and then it tells you how to get there. Wow, that's a, a miracle. 1992 boogies really impressed with us. <laughs> it's extremely you hear convenient. that boogie? You it's, can get it's... any pancake place in the whole area. <laughs> no, yeah, the point is, like, are you kidding me? I know where every pancake place is in America. <laughs> no, right? like, like, let's say, okay, we were in South Carolina. I think it was Kyle and I and, and Kitty were in South Carolina. And it was a holiday. And places were closed. Like, the, like... In a busy place, if it's a holiday, they're all open and like running sales. In a little town, they're all closed. So we're like, hey, who's open right now where we can get a breakfast? And she starts looking around and finding which stores are open and which stores are closed, and she takes us there. Google Maps won't do that. Yes, it does. Actually, you've used... Well, it kind of... Actually, that is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. All right. OnStar on Star 1... Uh, it's Google also Maps, an emergency service. Like, like they'll sit, they'll route an ambulance straight to your car and shit. So like it's nine one one, like literally on any cell phone, even one that's deactivated. My, yeah, but not if you don't have service. This thing has a satellite phone in it. That is different. That is actually pretty good. Like if you're going, to, and you guys do that too. You guys go out in the fucking four wheel in the middle of nowhere, right? Last time we were in a Last place time? where there was no cell phone yep. service, but my phone had like satellite phone service. However, all right. Well, I shouldn't have been so salty. More you guys than that, if right you lock here. your keys yeah, in your car, star around here, motherfucker. You can't. <laughs> if you lock your keys in your car, I've been paying nine dollars a month for a long time. You can call OnStar <laughs> on the phone and say, "Hey, you know what? I locked my keys in my car." And well, they'll I have be AAA. Like, no sweat. I'll unlock it for you. And they send a signal from space and unlock your car. Yeah. Okay, that is pretty impressive, actually. Because AAA, you gotta, they got they to get a locksmith there, and you got to wait on the side of the road and whatever. Yeah, OnStar has a locksmith. Because in space. <laughs> you want to talk about dating yourself, I'm all like, I've got the AAA from the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I guess they send a Jimmy They send a darkie around with a crew. <laughs> 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 the jack and they just takes care of it when yeah. i was a little kid that's how i got triple a got me in the front seat so um i was 
I knew how to read a map and I was good at it. You know, like it, I never had any trouble. And, and my father would ask random questions like, you know what? How far are we from Washington, D.C. right now? I'll gladly calculate that for you. And I'd like find a path and estimate like 75 miles. <laughs> and uh, my mom wouldn't do that. And, you know, she pretty much just like let my father handle all the navigation and rode as a, um, I guess, sorry, mom, like kind of a freeloader in the front seat. So I would get the, my dad would be like, put Woody in the front, put Woody in the front. It forced her to learn to read a map at my level so she could regain her spot in the front seat. <laughs> and AAA would come with this booklet full of maps and you just flip it and they had a highlighted line. And, uh, you know, as we passed each one, I'd tell them when to turn and how close we were getting. So hmm. I'm the reason actually, my mom learned to read a map. That's actually really badass. You think about that kids today will never know what it's like to have to read a map like that. They'll never know. All, all this crazy. They'll never know where the beef is. They'll never know. <laughs> You'll never, never find know what out. it means to dial a phone. Why are you dialing a number? They don't fucking know. Dude, I have an they iPhone now. I really like it. I, I thought that when I got my iPhone, I would realize all the things about Android that I missed. Yeah. In reality, I just love iPhones. I, I, there's, it's, it feels like every time I use it, there's another little thing that pops up. Siri is really good. Siri is is light years ahead of the Ask Android Google's equivalent. Really good. Say that again. Uh, the Ask Google thing is actually really good too. And you know what's superior on Android that I really noticed, mm. uh, especially when it comes to my iPad, is the voice to text feature. I never actually type to text anymore. Now it does screw up still occasionally, but when I have to do it for my iPhone or my iPad, I'm like. Hey guys, the new Smash Brothers demo is out, and like on Twitter, I'm out tweeting like "Smash the Brother demo, 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 demo." Like, what the fuck are you trying to say, iPad? Yeah, that's but interesting. The, the phone is perfect. The very next my thing home? I was about to say is, f for my voice anyway, Siri works three times better than the Android equivalent. Yeah. So maybe it, it depends on who, you know who you this, are, your um, accent. I, this actually, okay, I don't want to bring up here. Here we go. Watch this. Hey guys, it's me, Francis here. Boom, son. Look at that. Look at that. It can do Francis. Yeah, <laughs> totally yeah. worked. That that looks so clear. Yep. Um, um, and I'm actually really surprised. Again, I've really kind of come around on the Xbox thing because I really like my Xbox. Still like my PlayStation a little better for a lot of purposes, but for like uh, the purposes of watching uh, television or streaming stuff or even multimedia now that Patch 2.0 is out. I use it to watch, like, downloaded shows in the living room all the time now. Um, but Connect is actually really good uh, for voice once you know how to speak to it. It's, there's a real learning curve because Xbox, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say something that's going to trigger somebody's Xbox kids are watching this do that it, way. Do it. Xbox, Xbox off. Turn off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's off. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox, um, turn off. Yeah. Yes, I hope that works on somebody. <laughs> um, but yeah, it actually. I was. I, we we really got an idea. Let's film a Francis video in which he tears up the living room because he can't get the Xbox to recognize him, and that should be super easy, right? And I'm like, I'm in there. Xbox, go to TV, and it's like it does it, and I'm like, God. Damn you, Xbox. Xbox, start Netflix. And it fucking does. And I'm like, well, we can't shoot this video. Xbox <laughs> too good. Xbox game too strong, son. Mm, I, I I, don't know. I don't know. I, I, I haven't used my Xbox in a while for anything but just watching Netflix. 
and I find the connect to be more of a pain. Like it recognizes my dog or something and wants to pause. And, oh, wow. uh, we haven't used our PlayStation at all, really. Yeah, um, I've really I've been playing all the exclusives on them, but obviously if it's on PC, I'm gonna play it on PC because I'm an adult. So, I, you know, no offense. <laughs> Just kidding. If it's you on like PC, like. I play there because I have a big penis. But you can do what you want. <laughs> Here's a true story. Here's a story that I like to tell every once in a while on stream. You guys may enjoy it. It's, it's about four minutes here if, you, if I can borrow four minutes of airwave Go. for this. And when I played World of Warcraft, I had a uh, guild leader uh, by the name of Joey. And they co-led this, like, this uh, couple. And uh, Joey had an Asian accent. And I can't do an Asian accent because, number one, it's really offensive. And number two, I just can't for some reason. So I'm going to do a, like, kind of a made-up accent to, to discuss this. But during Lich King... Did you guys play World of Warcraft during Lich King at all? Not me. Okay, there was a train set, and you could set this train set down on the ground, and everybody that was within it would do the train emote as the train was going around, and it would last for like 60 seconds. So everybody would be going, woo, woo, choo 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 and all kinds of like, it's different for every race. So it would spam everybody in the area with a bunch of noise. And you could only do it every like 15 or 20 minutes. But my friend also bought a train set, and my other friend also bought a train set. So when we were on 25-man raids, you would lay down your train set, and then everybody would get pissed off. Then you'd lay down another one, and everybody would get pissed off, and you'd lay down another one, and everybody would get pissed <laughs> off. And you would just chain do it, because by that point, the first guys had reset, so the entire raid, people are like screaming about it and turning off sound. So one night, my guild leader comes on just before the raid, and she's like, okay, guys, I want to talk to you for a minute. A lot of people have been complaining about train. Officers have come to me and say, we don't want train. Now, some people don't like train. But some people do like train. And I don't want to hurt anyone. So, before raid, you can have train. After raid... After boss is down, you can have train to celebrate. When we're gathering before raid, you may train. But during raid, no train. And uh, what I took from... And then she's saying, um, my life would suck without you into vo voice chat for like the next four minutes. But um, <laughs> the lesson I take from that is that some people like different things. And so you're an iPhone user and I'm an Android user and your opinion is no less or more valid than mine. One of them might be more technically correct based on some parameters. Who gives a shit? You like what you like, and fuck it. So if you like consoles, you like consoles. If you, if you prefer PC, you like PC. If you prefer playing on a fucking Atari 2600, go for it. I don't give a shit. I just don't really give a shit. But I still make jokes making fun of you because it's funny. <laughs> the, yeah, I, it's, the thumbprint reader on the iPhone is so yeah. much better than like I didn't have a thumbprint reader before it's a lot better than entering a password and it gets it from every angle I can hold it sideways I can swipe everywhere and it, it just works did you, perfectly did you get the 6 or the 6 plus the 6 alright so uh, that's I, I really wanted the 6 plus but then it turns out it has that bend thing but it's actually a feature did you know that that's a feature of the iPhone 6 plus I did not um, it actually bends into a convenient boomerang shape to make it easier even easier to return it to the store but that wouldn't work because it would come back to you. I know. I, know. <laughs> I wrote that joke. It's my new version of the Xbox 360 joke. You turn 360 degrees and walk away. That's also terrible. Right, is, I wrote. I wrote this That's joke. Worse. Yeah, because of the flawed logic. And here you are admitting it. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. It's so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> 
time. I was so excited when I wrote that joke. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. And I was so excited because I knew as soon as I tweeted it, 100 people are going to be like, that wouldn't work. You turn it into a boomerang. It's going to come back to you. You're fucking stupid. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> troll or whatever. I don't know, like 14-year-old me is super happy I wrote the joke. <laughs> and, and the text messages are nice. Like I can read more text message. If it sends me a, a code to enter or something, I don't have to go into the text. It's right there on the outside. There's what a- are you fucking sell out you fucking loving iphones all of a sudden you apple whore i i guess so i, I also you know i, I haven't i i have a imac no uh imac air what the hell do i have the iPad <laughs> air nope you not the iPad, ipad air it's the notebook oh what really why um actually joe lozon told me he's like you know you should try it you'll like it i was in the market for a smaller notebook you know, because yeah. the one I had was like a gaming notebook. It's big, it's heavy, and I was yeah. carrying it everywhere. And I, sometimes when I travel, like I'm not making a whole video, just one of the portable laptop. And it turned out to be amazing. I've talked about it too much on the show. So in fast forward, battery lasts like 12 hours, it charges in one. And that blew me away. And then, by the way, if you use it for six hours, it charges in 30 minutes. It pretty much always works. And, uh, and it's super light and it's small and uh, I love everything. Oh, and then it's like a year and a half later. And I don't even want a new one. It's just as fast as it was the day I got it. Say that about a year and a half old Windows machine. Yeah, it's true. If you don't do a refresh, you're pretty much screwed every time after updates and everything else. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Whereas these Macs, they're like Unix machine almost. Oh, they are Unix machines. They just I I keep getting told that the editing software is phenomenal. Have you have you edited much on it? Nope. It's uh it's kind of weak for that. Um, Apparently, the audio subsystem, even at a hardware and software level, is amazing. I don't know. And uh, and the editing software should be the same. It should be Premiere Pro for me. I just flip right over. Um, but the trouble is, it's super expensive. Like, it's expensive, but it I think it'll last you longer. Like as I said, with a Windows machine, a year, year and a half in, you want to refresh the thing and like start all over. With a Mac, four or five years later, you're like, you know, it's the new software needs a little bit more power, and you're good to go. Um, that I don't know. Of course, there's no games for it, so you still need a Windows machine. Right, right, right. That's the only thing. Like, I, again, I don't have a laptop because I don't have a lap, you know. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, if I ever invested, I would definitely want to be able to play at least some basic games on it, you know. That's so important to me. I um, I do a lot of Linux work because I own WoodyCraft.net, the world's greatest Minecraft server in the multiverse. Oh, I hear it's really good. It, it really is actually really yeah. good. Um, and uh, uh, so I do a lot of Linux works, and the built-in terminal is a really nice way to... Like, it's always a pleasure when I start doing admin work on my Mac. I'm like, oh, native Unix, this is so great. And I admin with that. But, um, yeah, I like Macs. I like PCs, but <clears throat> I do have a problem with the way that PCs age. Did um, Some people like train. Some people don't <laughs> like train. Perfect. Kyle? Did we ever agree on the next movie for the uh, for us to watch? I picked Planet of the Apes, so I voted, but I don't think we agreed on anything. Okay. Which Planet of the Apes? They the, say that not, we need to start with the reboot one. Kyle, what's it called? Do you know? Yeah, so not the one with uh, Marky Mark in it. It's the, um, the so James Franco one? Whatever the newest one is. Uh, that was a sequel of the one we're going to watch because I feel like we need to watch the one before to get the whole story. The, the newest, the, the latest of the reboots of it is Woody's pick. Um, we also watched Snatch the other day. Um, that was another movie we watched. Um, oh, that was pretty good. Snatch is great. Yeah. Love Snatch. 
Everybody oh, does. I can't get enough snatch. <laughs> it's almost as good as his wife's meat pie. Oh! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> but uh, I think I don't remember what my pick was. I, I, there was another movie that I that I thought we should watch as well, but I can't. Oh, Gone Baby Gone, um, with Casey Affleck. <laughs> oh yeah, you didn't mention that one. Are we still recording? Yes, yeah. we are. Okay. Yeah, we we watch it like it's oftentimes the the viewers will watch the same movie and then we talk about it the following week. Uh, we should pick it. What's it gonna be? Gone Baby Gone or um, I'll, I'll go with yours if you want. I'm not married to my choice. I'd rather do Planet of the Apes because it'll be easier to make fun of. Mine is a genuinely good movie, and you'll come away with it, and you'll be like, "That was a good movie. That one guy, great performance, and that one thing that happened, that was awesome." Can but you give the premise without spoilers? So Talk. yeah, yeah, I totally can. So it's a um um it's set in like a sort of a low income section of Boston. Uh, a girl, uh, a young girl is kidnapped. And Casey Affleck and his girlfriend, who's recognizable, but I don't know the actress's name, uh, they're like private eyes who have been who have been hired to take the case on and try to find out who took the little girl. Uh, meanwhile, the police are, are are you know at the same time looking for her, and uh, it's kind of a mystery as to who took the little girl. And they're kind of doing a lot of snooping around, and um, everybody doesn't always like that they're snooping around. And it's uh, it's very good movie. That's a crazy twist ending. Uh, and who's the main actor? Looked, Oh shit! I've hey, seen that. I Casey, forgot about it. Casey Affleck, who's Ben Affleck's little brother. I don't think I've seen it. I would like to. It's good. It's all right. Let's uh, do I that one then. Gone Baby Gone. And Morgan Fre- Morgan Freeman's in it. Uh, he plays the police detective, and uh, I don't know who that guy is. Um, I don't know the gray-haired guy from Appaloosa. Not the one, but not the one that was played by um, the older guy from Appaloosa. If you remember, I can't think of his goddamn name, but, mm, I don't know. but anyway. He's in there too. It's a uh, it's a very good movie. So we decided. Gone I think Baby it's a nine point four rating on um, Rotten Tomatoes or or, or ninety four. That's what it was. It was it's a, a very long and drawn out decision for picking a movie. I watched um I watched. Have you guys seen? I think it's Tom Cruise and Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, yes. we loved it. Yeah, we watched Wasn't that. Not one of the best movies. My God, really I liked was it a lot. Shocked at how good that was. Yeah, it was great. Um, I'll How say this, uh, Tom Cruise is out of his fucking mind, but he makes some damn good movies. I enjoy them. <laughs> I don't, like, like, I can get over his, his level of crazy just to watch movies like Edge of Tomorrow. He, I mean, he's a loon, he's a loon, but, uh, but he makes some great movies. And it, it's so long as we're man crushing on Tom Cruise, how the hell does he look so young? Right? And that body. That body. <laughs> oh. Yeah. His levels are so low. No. That's, That's what, what it is. is. It's all that auditing. That's what yep. it is. <laughs> yeah, private on all those thetans have been removed. Get rid of those thetans, you start looking great at fifty. Apparently. Yeah, stop doing that Diamond Dallas Page yoga shit and get your thetans lower. You know, I, <laughs> That's it, it, idea. if if he grew a couple inches, then I then I'd convert to Scientology. The, the, the day they get Tom Cruise up to like six foot six foot tall, then I'll convert. But uh, so far, I, I haven't been sold on the thing. So yeah, Gone Baby Gone will be the movie this week, and then. Um, I don't know what will happen after that, but I guarantee everyone who watches Gone Baby Gone watches the whole thing will uh, will come away with a positive experience and think I, it was a great fucking movie. Have you ever watched the uh, Have you ever watched the porn parody of that? Come Baby Come. No, I haven't seen uh, that. Every night before bed. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I just like I like puns. I'm sorry, I just couldn't. I just like bad jokes. I'm so oh wait, it's not a real movie. 
No, I don't know. I, I, I hope it is. Let's find out. Let's I'm find a little out. disappointed. Well, it's rule 34, that shit. Oh, man. Some porn producer needs to make that movie. They will. Oh, my God. I just searched that on YouTube, and I don't know what the, what the fuck am I watching? Why didn't you search it on Pornhub? It's a much better video. I just, I just Googled it, and I got a YouTube video called Come Baby Come, and it's some woman's feet. <laughs> and Oh, my God. I'm linking this in chat right now. Here you I'm, go. I think mine's better. This is what happens when you search Come Baby Come on Pornhub. Oh, nice. I'm a little... Okay, good. It's not on camera. Yeah, you don't want to show this. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> oh, my God! I just expected it'd be a chick in a corset. <laughs> Why did you show us that video? Why wouldn't I show you that video? That's what horrific. is attached to his nipples? Are those clothespins? Looks like she got some uh, some nipple clamps, some uh, haphazardly constructed ones, perhaps some sort of. It looked like those magnets that are on my fridge. Okay, I just got four minutes in and things got a little weird. <laughs> oh, they started weird, dude. But okay, four minutes. Uh, both of those videos are awful. And I I hadn't seen now it. I just skipped to six minutes in and I'm terrified. I'm at 550. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. So he's uh, he's collecting it. Sample. <laughs> I I don't think this is for fertility treatments. I think. Oh, I think it is. He's down it down the hatch. It goes. No, are you serious? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh wait. Oh my god. He's holding it like a like a coffee mug right now. That's yeah. great. Oh, he really, oh God! He really just drank it. Oh, I, oh God! And he gave, it, he gave God. it like a like a little swish, like he was now, hey, reading it. I know that gun, baby gun, but I'm giving this one. Two <laughs> oh God! Uh, it's over now. I'm sure he would like those thumbs both of his ass. Just be clear. Well, that's that's awful. What's wrong with that? No. Wow. All right, um, I present to you Painkiller Already, episode 203. I thought this was one of our best shows uh, in a long time. I thought it was awesome. You can't not be great with Boogie here. You're I fun dude, man. So I love it when you come on the show. I love I agree. it when you guys have me here. It's so much fun. I, I wish I could do it more. Next week, Sugar Rockets. Ooh. Oh, what? yeah, that. What? Is that porn? No, no it's, a, it's a homemade rocket. No, don't, don't, don't tell him. Just tease it. Tease I'm going to get a Gatling gun of them and drink it, and it's going to launch them all. It's going to be great. Well, That's I like a... the sugar part, so you know I'm in. There you go. <laughs> I'll do it to you. All right. PK203. Okay. Bam.